obviously I wasn't very good at going to dances when I was in high school either. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> <laughs> no, we're not related. Why? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Podcast over. We're out of here. <laughs> Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Dodge Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy, Season 2, Episode 2, Some Assembly Required, wherein we learn that Giles is hot for teacher, and sometimes it's really tough to get ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I shared a a joke with Xander in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure I recorded all of that, because technical... Start and stop. Okay. I well, I just I pressed. I was going to press the marquee, and I pressed the pausey. Oh. So I have hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast, Slayer <laughs> about Slayer of the End. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, should do just just the first little bitty bit, okay? And then I can plug it. I'll start with okay. yeah, and I'm not going to press pause. <laughs> okay. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off the podcast. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy, Season 2, Episode 2, Some Assembly Required, wherein we learn that Giles is hot for teacher, and sometimes it's really tough to get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I shared a, jo- a joke with Xander in that one. <laughs> As always, I am Jen, and this is Snard. Michelle. Yep. Hello. We are the sisters, Tuck it. Indeed we are. Yes. So this episode... Surprising amount of content. It is, as usual, with episodes that most people put on their worst five list, or worst ten list, uh, this is probably one of the most interesting ones. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of <laughs> like, stuff. We, we literally start, we are recording right now, it's 7 p.m. We started talking about it at 3 p.m. Yes, we did. And, uh, and there was much research to be done. Much research. <laughs> Some of which will be used at a later date because yes. uh, segues and all that shit. We spiraled off into ADD land a little oh, bit. We but totally we got the did. meat for the episode Yeah, as And well. then we got my boyfriend helping us talk about Greek mythology. And he just has the biggest fucking brain you've ever seen. Yeah, he does. He really does. He knows a lot of shit. Yeah. He knows I mean, a lot of shit about a lot of shit. Like, we're smart. I'm okay. You're really smart. Meh. He makes us both look dumb. It's crazy. I would agree. Yeah. Like, he yeah. just knows everything about everything, and it's sexiest brain ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. up there with Giles. <laughs> He's my little personal half-Asian Giles. <laughs> with a New Jersey accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you want to... Um perhaps give a teaser on what we're going to talk about this episode start oh my gosh there's so much stuff going on yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get into this so you know we'll get into the meat as we go mm-hmm. uh, but maybe just a little just a little bit okay so this is basically an exploration of the nature of things that go dead and come back <laughs> and um <laughs> so it's an exploration of the consequences of resurrection and bringing things back to life and whether or not that's a good idea it rather um, relates to our plucky protagonist. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> if that's even a power that people should have, mm-hmm. um, is to be able to bring dead people back to life. You know, Would the dead like, person want that? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like we, we discuss whether or not you can kill a human versus kill a demon, um, there's a lot of weight to human life and whether or not that can be brought back. Um, so we discuss that. And we also 
in the process of doing so, look at all of our little romantic possibilities. Yes, we do. This is setting <laughs> the groundwork for a lot of romances. Three, at least. Yes. <laughs> at least. At least, yes. Well, kind of four. Four-ish. 3.25. Yes. <laughs> Three and a quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like how many girls they have stacked up in that poor horse. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Corpse. <laughs> Poor thing. I'm so glad it never comes to life. Although it does creep me out because I've been seeing in my newsfeed lately that they're actually going to do a head um, transplant. Like with a brain? Yeah. Well, they're going to take a guy's head. He's agreed. I think it's in China or Russia or, you know, one of those places where they do these things. <laughs> um, and, or uh, perhaps the medical boards might, are not as strict. It might be like a Russian scientist in China. I don't fucking know. So I'll find the link and put it in the show notes. Um, but no, this guy has agreed because he has a degenerative condition and his body isn't working. And he's agreed to have his head taken off and put onto another body. Wow. Um, yeah, they've managed to do it for short periods of time with mice, dogs, and monkeys. Um, so, someone should probably tell him that Cordelia was not fond of that plan. Yeah. <laughs> someone should watch this. Someone should watch any of this or read Mary Shelley. Maybe. Right. Just a tad. Just a little. The modern Prometheus. Know? Yes. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> even watch Dr. Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You know? Frankenstein. <laughs> um, yeah. So it is just kind of funny that that's like, it might come to pass. Oh. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I, I think we have to at some point do it. I don't think we can't not, but we're definitely getting into this Prometheus myth that is the Frankenstein <laughs> yes. story, yeah. which is, is what, by the way, Mary Shelley intended to tell. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, called it for, she called it the modern Prometheus from the very yeah, beginning. Very true. She was which a brilliant lady. We didn't cover in my English class. I had to find that out on my own fucking way. Mm. Um, but yeah. So we this we didn't have wiki back in the day either. No, we didn't. <laughs> you had to look. <laughs> to look and look and think and look. And even then, apparently, the encyclopedias we grew up with were just as accurate as Wikipedia now. <laughs> Take that for whichever value point you will, either pro or con. That's true. Um, yeah, that was what we were growing up with. So fun stuff. And you had to go into the library and like socialize, and that was awful. I didn't like that part. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also really allergic to book dust. <laughs> well, and God bless the internet. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm not allergic to the internet. <laughs> unless it's fake news. And yes. Break out into Sometimes eyes. I'm allergic to the internet, but just not the internet. The people in the internet yes. I'm allergic yes. to. Yes. Never read the comments. <laughs> yeah. No. Unless it's ours and we really want you to comment. Well, so and we we're going to delete any kind of rude bitches. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the kind of comments you shouldn't read will not exist. Exactly. But we do need some comments. They we will be smote. Yes. <laughs> We've been getting some really great reviews and we really appreciate those. So thank yes. you guys so much. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to be pulling some screen grabs of those and putting them up on the website as they come up along with our little... Um, you know, <laughs> people that know and love us reviews that we have up on the website now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> know all yeah. about the show. Yes. Uh, all about it. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yes. Experts um, in experts. the field. Yes. yes. <laughs> Especially our father. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, okay. We have to share with you, gentle listeners, an excellent dad joke, courtesy of our very own <gasps> yes. father. Yes. This is, uh, <laughs> we could attribute this to Robert Tuckett. <laughs> Junior, actually, it is, isn't he? He's uh, no, well, uh, uh, Grandpa was Robert Leroy. Oh, yeah, Tuckett. so he's Robert Perry. Yes. yes. Uh, Justice, or Robert Leroy Tuckett. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can look him up. He was, like, That's actually true. a thing. He does <laughs> Supreme Court. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, for some reason, uh, Snard and, and Dad were discussing 
uh, Jurassic Park and the T Rex and um, it's because of the, the, the chickens. Dinosaur yes, feathers. apparently dinosaurs had feathers, and so I, I was yeah. very thrilled about that because I love chickens. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> so I imagined, of course, dinosaurs as yes, big fluffy white chickens. Roosters, chickens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so, um, so Snard said uh, it would have changed the scary factor a bit and dad said yep but not the pecking order <laughs> <laughs> epic dad joke. epic dad joke uh, his his best is still a uh, fungus among us oh, as yes, in there's, there's fungus, fungus among, among us, us. Yes. yeah but that was that was pretty damn fine and, and <laughs> are we ready to begin mm-hmm. the recap the recappy <laughs> so we open in the cemetery and uh, buffy has a yo-yo which like the lollipop and uh, in Nightmares is one of the symbols we'll be using for Buffy's struggle to leave her childhood behind. It'll make a cameo in the next episode. It sure will. A great, <laughs> a great, great rule of three cameo. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, with metaphors just everywhere, popping out of everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> she's already uh, done a lot in, in her uh, maturation, but as we, you know, as, as we saw in the previous episode, but, but there is a way to go. <laughs> We're oh, only yes. in season two at the very beginning. So uh, Buffy would like uh, like it if Stefan, the owner of the grave she's guarding, um, she'd like it if he would hurry up and get vampy so she can get back to her trig homework. Trig Wake homework. Go Buffy with the mathies. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she trig has trouble. Is hard. Has trouble with history. Rocks the math apparently. Yeah. Love it. Yes. I, <laughs> I'd like to think it's only because she's near Giles now. Like Giles is her <laughs> right. mind. Like she couldn't even do algebra. And then she got to the hell. And she's like, oh my God, it makes sense. What the fuck? This makes so much sense. When I st- if I stand like six inches from Giles, yeah. I can figure out this trick. <laughs> it's so awesome. And again, back then, no Khan Academy, no Google, no online help. Just trick. Yes. Unless you had willow who somehow magically could hack everything that didn't exist and honest and we've never i don't think we've yeah. seen we've seen willow tutoring xander in math but we've, mm-hmm. we've never seen willow tutoring buffy in math so, so it seems this like this is just buffy's thing she's, she's good, at, good math. at math yeah but we like, know trig she's a junior sophomore oh i think she's a sophomore i think she's still a shit oh she might freshman. just barely be a junior now okay i think she's just barely a junior Either way, yeah. like Trig is usually senior material or above. Dep- I, I think I took it junior year. Yeah, but you're smart. I, I was bad at Trig. Bad. Everyone's Horrible. bad at Trig. Ugh. Well, proofs. What the fuck? I, I don't like Just it. write a bunch of random I shit like in a it. proof? I don't get that. Yeah. That's not it's even just math. like, okay, give me a sentence. The cow is brown. The cow is brown. <laughs> okay, give me a sentence. The cow is brown. All right, now prove it. Well, it's fucking brown. It's right, right there. Well, and then then, brown. then, I, then I would write down the equivalent of um, brown cow, cow brown, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And it would be wrong. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I know. <laughs> I Can problem. this be wrong? My big hurdle, and I finally mastered it now because <laughs> for a little while I was writing SAT prep math material. <laughs> so I finally got the hang of it. But graphing lines, that never made sense to me in high school. Oh, that one. I rock. couldn't ever figure out how to get the X and the Y and what order they went. I finally <laughs> got it. I got it now. We got it. I will say that is one thing I kicked ass at. And I was in uh, all these chemistry classes and that was pretty much what you, you solve for X. See, and and so, I gave up awesome. on chemistry. It didn't make any sense to me. I went over to physics because that made sense. It's the same thing. No. <laughs> no. Because physics, you can take a ball and bounce it and be like, yes, that's a thing. And chemistry, you're like, why are there two lines in between the two circles instead of one? And then there's one line between the circles over there. And then why are there circles again? are we brainstorming did i fall asleep (laughs) so i took physics it was way better nice (laughs) i think i actually got there because i slept chemistry class and i was hiding in the back of the physics class and i was like this is interesting (laughs) this makes sense (laughs) 
yeah. sometimes stuff happens yeah, that way. It's true. Yeah. Um, despite my complete fear of outer space. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, that's a rational fear for sure. I'd like to think so. Yeah. I just want to put all the clowns up there. Um, <laughs> enjoy the vacuum, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want space clowns. That's like in Doctor Who. They'll I don't want that. Or whatever. No, no, no. Awesome. It's bad. It'd be well, just don't go up there. It's like with sharks. Don't go in the water. If you, don't have, go in the if space. you had actually watched Doctor Who, you would know that they don't stay fucking there. <laughs> They're going to hit your ride, and then the doctor's going to have to come with the blue telephone box, and I don't want to get caught up in that shit. Well, that's what shotguns are for. Clowns. <laughs> that's why God invented shotguns, is because clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. As Buffy has learned previously and is still true, vampires are difficult sometimes. And uh, that's evidenced by Angel startling the bejesus out of her angel. I love you, but do not sleek up up on this slayer. Slayers are notoriously jumpy and strong and kind of murderous. But she does say, you don't just go around sneaking up on people in graveyards. And that is literally all vampires do. (laughs) Right. But but he knows she's the slayer. I I mean, there's a long history in Buffy stretching forward from here where people are going to startle the slayer. Never, ever, ever do oh, that. That's a good We point. even have a slayer startling another slayer, which and you that never is bad do. too. Yes. You never do that. No, you have a point. They are saying, jumpy we, people we because have, their lives might be five minutes from now from being over. True. Well, but we have these two people whose intrinsic natures are not compatible. I know. Her intrinsic nature is to attack anything in a graveyard and his is to sneak, sneak up on up anything in a scare graveyard. things. It's doomed. I know. I'm just, I love them. I'm amazed he lived long enough to get his own show with that kind of behavior. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> he's having an off episode. He, he kind of is a little. Yeah, well, the sexy dance happened weird. with Xander, and he's just not feeling yeah, right. That's true. He's got to get his, like, his uh, groove back, you know? Yeah, like, it's very true. Stella. <laughs> Stella. I know, different Stella. Yeah, so. it's fine. <laughs> it's all the same Stella. <laughs> so Buffy asks him if he could perhaps make some noise when he walks or yodel, and I would pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee there's an outtake somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boreanis would do it. Too. Oh, yeah. It seems like a good sport. So Angel heard that Buffy was hunting, and she wants to, but Stefan is lazy. Uh, Angel <laughs> says it's disorienting to change into a vampire, and Buffy, back to normal now and not slicing him into little pieces with every word, says it's norm- It's uh, weird to think of him all buried and becoming a vampire. Also, make a note, Buffy, waking up in a grave is disorienting as well as the most terrifying of nightmare fuel. Yes, you might want to know that. Yes. <laughs> She's yes. already kind of done it. Yeah, yeah, but she did it kind of, it was a shallow one before. She will That's true. Be, yeah. She'll have the real experience later. Yeah, she'll have the full Slayer. B- the, the Kill Bill no, experience. Yeah, the, kill, the full Kill Bill experience. <laughs> yeah, busting through yeah. the damn thing. <laughs> wow. That's true. Well, also, this is um, very artfully introducing the reminder that Angel's dead. Yes, it that is. That he died and came back. He is a dead person. Um, this will become a theme. Yes. And a little bit of this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we also need to remember that maybe Buffy died and came back. Buffy we'll is also a, a, just a second. Buffy is a living dead person and Angel is an undead. Yeah, she dead is a living dead girl. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she absolutely is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he is just dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is animated dead. Yeah. Yeah. With no heartbeat. He's demon dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, fueled by demon oomph or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Angel ex- expresses surprise that she's there alone, thinking Xander might be with her. And that Buffy picks. <laughs> He's so good at jealous. Oh I my know. god! And uh, <laughs> Buffy picks up on his jealousy immediately, uh, even though Angel denies it, and she kind of revels in her success at making him <laughs> jealous via her mating dance with Xander. 
Well, we finally know her motivation. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. She, yeah, she admits it. I did it yeah. to make you jealous. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just that there was a lot of other motivation going on. But at least she's admitting to something. Because if yes. it were me, I'd be like, that didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about. I must. I, I was do it. I was possessed by a yeah. possessing thing at the I, time. Yeah. I was dead at the time. <laughs> I was dead at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched anything... Any stand-up by Eddie Izzard, you need to. You really need to. Oh, they argue about it as Stefan finally gets out of bed. He uh, basically <laughs> runs into her and she fights him, but she uh, she's lost her stake somewhere. And Stefan has resourcefully found a shovel, which he uses to womp Angel in the face, <laughs> and it makes the shovel whomping in the face noise. So I love it. <laughs> Bing. Uh, Buffy's got the shovel broken in half now, though, and dust Stefan. And farewell, Stefan. You are entertaining, my friend. <laughs> and the poor groundskeeper has to buy another shovel. <laughs> I know. It's always losing those damn sake. things. This is why they have to BYO shovel when they come to <laughs> dig up the girl later, because there's no shovels left in the graveyard. Because Buffy broke them all. It's fucking yeah. vampires. Yeah. And she uses the shovely bit, too. She doesn't use, like, the handle. <laughs> she serious. uses the part that's hard to replace. Buffy is serious business, man. She is. <laughs> Don't mess with Slayers, especially after you've startled them. Yeah, yeah she's got a <laughs> little adrenaline to work and, out. And, you know, uh, when they're fighting with their soon-to-be boyfriends. Uh, so Buffy, of course, uh, like a pro, uh, resumes the argument immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. Uh, but Angel wants none of it and tries to leave. Uh, Buffy chases after him and falls into an open grave with a literal oof. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That is good. Well, and that's, so there's several things we noticed about this little bit here. So one is that the way that they argue and then walk away, it's very reminiscent of I Only Have Eyes for You. Yep. That's coming up very soon. We even went and watched that part of the episode. Totally should have took us a while. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, the framing is similar. Yeah, the, it is. It's, it's the a energy, little... her talking about being younger and being, a, and you know, I'm not just a kid. This is um, sort of, I mean, yeah, this is this is kind of the pratfall version of that. Oh, yeah, sort totally. Sort of perhaps progress a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's giving us a little bit of, uh, of foreshadowing there. And then when she falls into the grave, when it looks down at her, it's very reminiscent, to me at least, of her being dead in the pool of white water in the master pad. It is a bit. Yeah. Dead again? Even the line she delivers, the, I hate it when people leave open graves around, you know, laying around like this. Um, it's got a heavy bit of metaphor just hang in there well and it? it's it also i mean it, it sort of echoes way forward to uh, i believe it's it's bad girls isn't it when she tells faith i hate it when they drown me yeah yeah, yeah. it is it's uh <laughs> so, so that's another which is another reference back to the master drowning her mm -hmm. yeah yeah so this haunts her forever she yeah. never oh, really gets clear of that one but <laughs> and, it and it only gets worse from here buffy yeah. <laughs> but here we're also reminding everybody very subtly that buffy died too mm -hmm. so we reminded everyone that angel died and buffy died yep and my theory here is that now that they're both dead, they can actually be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and we're we just, actually uh, saying they, they get to be. And that's why they're arguing. Because right. when you start arguing, you could actually be in a relationship. Right. Because <laughs> you actually care. Keep this in mind for Xander and Cordy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you actually care enough to engage. You're not sitting there saying, ooh, Twitter patient. Right. Um, you're actually engaging with yeah, each other. Yeah, you've got skin in the yeah. game. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're positioning these are two little chess pieces to... Um, so for them to go through their journey of the episode and, and decide at the end that they want to be together or try to. Exactly. But we have to investigate all the ways it could go wrong in the right. meantime. And boy, do we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With our little bride of Frankenstein shtick. <laughs> yep. Which, by the way, Angel's the bride. Yeah, it's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> He's always the girl. He is. Well, <laughs> and that's a pretty name. We, yeah, <laughs> well, we, we love to flip genders in Buffy. Oh, yeah, We're we do. We're constantly subverting the gender norm and... Mm -hmm. uh, 
and we'll get into that more in a future future episodes once <laughs> we start. Uh, I think a little bit in this one. Yeah, even. in this one too. Cyrano. Yeah, <laughs> some of our representations of characters may or may not be a little more gender flipped than even we realized before. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I love this is such a well orchestrated beginning. We're mm-hmm. not even at the end of the cold open. No. <laughs> and oh my god, it's so well done. It is really good. Yeah. So shockingly so, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> like I always just glance through this episode as like, oh uh, yeah, that funny one. parts, you know, yeah, funny parts, Brian like, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Dead Girls, yeah. blah blah blah. Fast forward Giles, fast forward Giles, fast forward funny, okay done. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, Angel thinks that the open grave might be evidence of another vampire, but Buffy's all Slayer CSI and deduces that a female someone was dragged away. <laughs> She's so good at Slayer she CSI. Is really and she good even at gets better CSI. in this episode. Yeah. So um in the library, Giles is asking a chair out on a date, <laughs> and it's all completely adorable. Oh, my God. Oh, and Buffy and Xander contribute their own dating advice, and it's really funny, and I don't want to suck the fun out of it in this recap, so if you aren't watching along with us, please take a moment and at least watch this part. In summary, England, Sereno, how do you feel about Mexicans <laughs> and storks? <laughs> it's all so good. <laughs> it is. They figured out that Giles' mystery woman is Jenny Calendar, though, so score one for the teenagers. Uh, Giles finally manages to wrestle the subject away from them and change it to vampires, asking if Stefan is sufficiently staked. And I have to say, Snard noticed that Giles is flipping in and out of Ripper in this scene. He's having a hard time keeping his Ripper his Ripper away. Like, uh-huh. And I think it's because he's shaken up by Jenny Calendar. Like you said, it's because he probably used to be really good at this. <laughs> yeah. And now and he's not. And I'll talk about that later in the episode. But, yes. but yeah, I mean, Giles is struggling with how to be a... How to be a st- how to be his cover identity of a mm-hmm. stuffy British librarian and still ask a lovely lady out, out on a date, which is kind of like learning figuring out how to be an adult and date too. Yeah, like there's yeah. a similar you know because like when you're a teenager or younger, you're just like, hey, you're hot, I'm hot, let's go sexy, right? And then after a while, it's like, hi, I have all these dreams and feelings and wants and aspirations. And I've been and reading that, this book yeah. and I just not I'm to this talk huge about complex it. person and I'm wondering if you would like to be part of this <laughs> fucked up ball that is me. <laughs> and he hasn't quite made the leap yet. No. <laughs> but yeah, we've, um, you can especially see it. In, I mean, Giles gets irritated with the teenagers as he oh, yeah. wants to do and takes off his glasses and you can see Ripper right there and he takes a breath, puts his glasses back on, and asks about vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gets everybody back on track, including himself. So Buffy says that Angel helped her out uh, with, uh, you know, Stefan. And, uh, of course, Xander is not pleased. And she tells them about the open grave. Uh, Giles is pretty excited about the prospect of grave robbers and then des- delightedly insists that he is not excited <laughs> about the prospect of grave robbers. And this is pure Ripper. Oh, yeah. It's Ripper making fun of Giles straight up. He's like, oh, yeah, must put a stop to it. Damn it. Like, because, because it's wrong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, he's he's like his Giles mask is slipping hard. Oh yeah, it is. All his, through the his episode. accent's still intact though, so mm-hmm. he's okay. Yeah. So far. Yeah. But he is he's yeah slippy. <laughs> No, Buffy says the grave belonged to the recently deceased Meredith Todd, who was their age. Uh, Giles says that they should enlist Willow to find some information. At the science fair registration, Eric, disgusting little fuck that he is, is taking pictures of girls and sexually harassing them and earning a punch to the face, which I'm surprised nobody delivers to him. He marvels at a gal's legs, inviting everyone to take a gander at them. And Willow pointedly tells absolutely no one, no thank you. And then 
mm. looks. <laughs> she does. She looks. <laughs> the camera's POV is Willow and looks uh-huh. for a little while. Yeah, and, and then uh, it goes back to her, and she's still looking up over her clipboard. Yeah, and uh, that's, I mean, it's an out of place, odd line, and why would Willow go out of her way to announce that? The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, she immediately starts flirting with Chris. <laughs> yeah, unibrow. Yeah. Ginger unibrow. Seriously. Not that there's anything wrong with being ginger or unibrow, but in this instance, when you're surrounded by angels and Xanders and Gileses, hmm. and you look at a lovely lady's legs and yeah. suddenly you throw yourself at the nearest dude. Yeah. Oh, Willow. Yeah. Who's not throwing it back? <laughs> Dear Willow, you are so busted. Even this early in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Your beard is showing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before I mentioned, Chris uh, tells Eric to stop and there's still no face punching and I am disappointed. <laughs> Willow asks Chris what his science project will be. Flirty, 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 unnecessarily, whatever, Willow. Uh, closet, closet, closet. Uh, pointing, out <laughs> <laughs> pointing out that he always wins. Willow's experiment, the effects of subviolet light spectrum deprivation on the development of fruit flies, makes me wonder if she's investigating subviolet light for other reasons, like perhaps dusting vampires with some portable hmm, device. That's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if you'll bring up something like that later in the show. Yeah. Well, and I like that we, we so elegantly set up Chris being like such a good science nerd. Indeed. Yeah. So, so. Better than Willow at science yeah. even. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so Cordelia <laughs> is not thrilled that she has to participate in the science fair and has elected to study something that has always already been thoroughly proven. And she sounds like Buffy. <laughs> she does. The shadow self is in full display. <laughs> 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 and, you know, Cordy's usually pretty studious, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, she she got a little. She and Buffy merged, and she came away with a little Buffy, just yeah, like Buffy like, came away with a little Cordy. I don't think anything anyone should have to do anything academic in school if they don't want to. I know, and since when, since when does Cordy do that? So yeah, Cordy is bending way over to Buffy's space now, mm-hmm. in every possible <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> way she can. <laughs> uh, Eric takes her picture, and she objects because of the fluorescent light, but still neglects to punch him in the face, and I remain disappointed. Buffy arrives to retrieve Willow for research, and even she doesn't punch Eric. Damn it, Buffy. She's she's busy still uncloseting herself. Speaking of closets, it's the bat signal. Right. Dear God. (laughs) I know. Like, it's just... just The the slayerness just pops out of her. It does, yeah. yeah. And the whole school is just accepted at this point. I mean, it's, you know... But seriously, God damn it, Buffy. You (laughs) love punching. Come on, girl. You owe me for making me watch you and Xander and the mating dance last time. (laughs) Punch him! <laughs> really hard. Uh, Eric continues his non-punch sexual harassment until, <laughs> until Cordelia leaves in disgust, following Willow and Buffy. Yes. <laughs> then the plot thickens. Eric thinks Cordelia would be perfect for them, but Chris points out that she's still alive, apparently ruling her out. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. <sighs> we just, I mean, we went from like, huh, this is interesting. We haven't heard about this guy before. Oh, Ew. shit. It's him. Yeah. Yeah. In the library, Willow is about to get started with the research and hacking into servers at the coroner's office when Cordelia comes in, having clearly made an excuse in order to hang out with the Scoobies. Cordelia even, in fact, drops the exact information that they will need in order to figure out what's going on, but Willow has found information on Meredith and two of her also dead friends, and everyone is distracted. Giles does manage to be wonderfully sarcastically (laughs) sympathetic to her pain, though. Again, 
little rippery. Yeah, absolutely. Just a little, there, there. I mean, real Giles it offers her a chair and does all this stuff, yeah. you know. But in, or in, at uh, the very least would ignore her. Right. Or give her some water. Some tea. He yes, gives her some, some tea. Yeah. Would you like some tea? Cordelia? Stiffen yes. that lip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she mouths. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not not the last of, of Cordelia's fantastic facial maneuvers in no, this particular episode. <laughs> I just like that she even acknowledges like, oh, thanks. Yeah, she's like, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> God. They, th- they th- throw around some theories, and uh, as they do in the library, uh, uh, um, <laughs> until it's decided they will go dig up some graves that evening and see what's what. Willow throws Cordy an invite, but she's pretty much done bonding now, what with the digging up of the dead. And a little, another shadow self moment. Oh, darn, she has cheerleading practice that night. Absolutely. If she'd known ahead of time, she would have canceled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this yep. is... Yeah. Shadow, shadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're kind of remembering that maybe Buffy... We don't remind the, the audience, but remembering a little bit that Buffy was a cheerleader, too. And she's still an alternate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is still an alternate. I, so don't, <laughs> I don't think they take that back. You know? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> if, if Chris's plan went through, then Buffy would be a Cordy. She would. <laughs> That'd be sad, man. That would be sad. <laughs> I bet the new Cordy would still cheerlead. I don't yeah. think she, she'd be like, what, I'm a freak. I'm a cheerlead, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> to every generation. <laughs> An awesome cheerleader. Shadow self is born. Uh, in the cemetery, Giles and Xander are digging while Buffy and Willow are spectating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy is telling Willow about Angel's jealousy issues, and Willow brings up the mating dance. Buffy is at least a little bit embarrassed about this, which is good, and Willow seems to have gotten over how excruciating it seems to have been for her, as is her mellow Willow way. For well, now. She gets to needle <laughs> Buffy about it. And she I, does. And it's, I like, it's, in an episode, it's a subtle sort of a thing. Oh, yeah. And an episode full of death and destruction and reminders of death, I love the line, I'm never going to live that down, am I? Uh, very true. I yes. like that. It's, <laughs> yes. you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a great little, yeah. And there's just a little flair in that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a little flourish. Uh, Willow does posit one of the classic lines of the Buffy verse, though. Love makes you do the wacky. And well, well, doesn't that just set the stage for the rest of the series? Oh, God. I did a quick revert view in my head, and I can't think of a character that doesn't illustrate this quote at some point or another. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Even Angelus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly Angelus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even Giles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah baseball bat on fire um <laughs> oh awesome can't wait <sighs> i can wait though i know it's sad i can't but i can't it's sad but it's <sighs> sad with sadness in it wait on god anyway <laughs> xander and giles try to get the ladies to help with grave digging but buffy whose superpowers would probably be pretty helpful right about now says that it goes against her old-fashioned values of male corpse digging and female birthing of babies <laughs> i love that we learn, though, that Buffy was absolutely listening to Cordelia in the library, and Buffy asks Willow about the Daryl guy she mentioned. Willow fills her in on the sad tale of Daryl Epps, who was uh, Chris's popular football-playing older brother. Cordy had a thing for him, but he wasn't interested, and then he died in a rock-climbing accident. A pretty gruesome one, too, from the looks of him later. Yeah, like Oof. smushied. Squashy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With arms and wow. Mm-hmm. Apparently no one was bullying for him. No. Seriously. Yeah. Well, he was, he was you know... He was probably all solo climbing and... Yeah, but there are still... Like, I know a lot of rock climbers because we live in Utah. Yeah. And there are ways of not falling to your death. Many. Yes. Many. So... I mean, n- don't don't free solo unless yeah. you really know what you're doing. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> and even don't then, free climb. And even if you really do know what you're doing, don't free solo. Yeah. You will die eventually. Yeah. I mean, you will. in a long the, enough timeline, you know... There's the little anchors you know. and the hookies and yeah. the ropies and, like, just 
you fucking do your shit but man. i'm, I'm betting i'm betting don't he was make uh, your brother bring you back to life right <laughs> with duct tape or whatever it's not cool <laughs> no it's not and okay. then your mom goes crazy and, and just shit goes down seriously <laughs> but yeah and, i mean he was why writing the wave of testosterone and teenage boy stuff and just thought, oh well just crime mm-hmm. but i gotta say probably some pretty tall mountains in sunnydale somehow so i think it actually is set here <laughs> 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 I'm thinking that it actually, you know, there there are rumors that uh, that Springfield and The Simpsons uh, is is here. Mm-hmm. I, perhaps Sunnydale is here too. I think Sunnydale is. <laughs> yeah, here. we have everything it's but like, the dock. Yeah. You know, well, we have the Great Salt Lake. I mean, true. And yeah, they, you could. They have a yacht club. Did you know that? There's a so- Great oh, it, Salt Lake be, yacht club. It'd be perfect. I mean, it would, everything yeah. floats on there. Uh huh. Yeah, it's great. But no, it's <laughs> not not in, the, not in like it though. The no, book. Yeah. That, that we all float. No, not like that. <laughs> it's salt it floats yeah um but yeah there's a if if you go to our website www.diogenesclubpodcast.com uh that picture on the front the cemetery that is not sunnydale that's salt lake city i kind of did think it was sunny yeah you totally did i did no that is well because one of the trees looks palm tree tree kind of looking and i was like what the fuck it's just a really janky pine tree but (laughs) Um. but it's but there are some similarities there are definitely some similarities like mountains yeah <laughs> uh, we have mountains we we're small very mm-hmm. small we even have a, a problem called small lake city we have colleges yeah multiple uh, museums museums yep. yes yep. that will be um, important uh, mm-hmm. soon yeah, yeah. And mountains mm-hmm. for falling and and uh, hellmouths yeah. under schools kind of. <laughs> um so yeah I, I know that it's supposed to be in california but it's totally salt lake city it seems a lot like salt lake yeah, totally does. Gentle listeners, I'm sure you're also thinking that your town uh, probably has hell mouth. Uh, yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, send us a picture of your cemetery. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so well, that would be so much fun. It would be. Cemeteries. <laughs> I, okay, I do have this thing for cemeteries. I love them everywhere I go. I have to visit a cemetery. I've been to cemeteries in Japan, New Orleans, Georgia, uh, everywhere that I can go. And sadly, yeah. you have never met a vampire slayer. Not that I know of. Just ask them. Anybody you see, are, are you a slayer of the vampires? <laughs> you, you, are you a slayer of the vampires? I bet in New Orleans I probably met a few. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, was, hopefully, like, hopefully it wasn't shut up, Kennedy. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I was in New Orleans for New Year's. I met a lot of people. It was good times. <laughs> vampires and slayers of the vampires. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so since the rock climbing incident, Chris has been different and their mom doesn't leave the house anymore. Hmm. 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 Xander and Giles have hit pay dirt or pay coffin or whatever. <laughs> pay coffin. Well, <laughs> Xander's hoping it's a pay coffin. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> but before they crack it open, Willow would like to establish whether they'd like to find a body or not. And so, if this was if this was like short, shorting your corpse, would it be both present and absence until they absent until they open it? Is that right? Or yeah, yeah, shorting your corpse. Not right. I, yeah, that one still confuses me a there lot. There would be both a corpse and not a corpse. Yeah, so there you go. Although we could really get into it and say there's a corpse, not a corpse, and a live person. Oh, it could be a. It could be both alive and dead, and uh, and also also a vampire. So it could be yeah. four things. <gasps> oh, alive, dead, undead, or not there. Yeah, yeah. Or Buffy, or, who just pops right out. Sure. Or gold to blues. <laughs> That's what Xander is. It's like Schrodinger cubed. (laughs) (laughs) So Giles establishes that uh, no body equals army of zombies and body equals flesh eating demons. So flip a coin or a gold balloon uh, on the disgusting (laughs) factor, I suppose. Uh, Buffy, since she's the slayer, does hop down and do the actual coffin opening herself. And I would say that is a fair trade for the digging. 
Yes. Yeah, that would be the yeah. part of the process I, I would, would really not want to do. And not open. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's like, ugh, pathetic much? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just open this like, fucking I mean, coffin. Because, like, the creepiest thing about a dead body is if it moves, right? Yeah. That's what's creepy about them. Like, they, yeah, they decay and they rot and right. all that stuff. And they're just, yeah, they remind us of our own mortality. But if they're our, moving, something you know, has gone like, seriously wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. But if they move, something's gone seriously wrong. But her whole job is to take care of the corpses that move. Right. So there's nothing left to scare her. <laughs> right. Well, she's not scared by anything. No, not really. <laughs> well, no. except for Angel, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's really chill. She's jumpy. <laughs> Cheerleading practice is wrapping up, and Cordelia uncorks one of her Cordelia-isms. Guys, <laughs> if we don't get this down by tomorrow, no one is going to be led by our cheers. <laughs> and I crack up every damn time. <laughs> Unfortunately, Cordy is in the middle of a horror movie scenario with an empty parking lot and someone following her. And the round keys. Yeah, the keys roll into the car God, because j- because she is in the middle of a horror movie scene and I that's know, what happens. She has to follow the horror movie rules when she's in a scene like that. And I am bending our own rules by complaining about this, but stop fucking doing that. <laughs> I, I spent a full hour dropping my keys one night just to see if I could get them to land under my fucking car, and they don't, okay? But, but your, boyf- your boyfriend's theory is that Cordy tried to stop the key falling with her foot and thus launched it underneath the car. Okay, that's fair. That sounds like a Cordy that's thing. That's fair, yeah. but that can't happen every time someone's running from something and trying to get into their car. Unless you have to follow horror movie rules, which she does right now. Especially the worst is when the keys land so far under the car that you have to lay down <laughs> and crawl one-handed like a zombie towards them. <laughs> right. This okay, just I'm done. I'm done. But stop it. She's she's stuck in a horror movie. That's she'll fine. she'll be out in a second. And this is back, you know, it's back in the nineties. I'm willing to forgive it. I'm just saying if you're a filmmaker, don't. <laughs> Find another way. Have their key not be there. Have their key break. You know, have their key fobby not work. I don't know. Something have their car disappear. Anything else. <laughs> Anything. Well, she's on a hellmouth. Her car could disappear. Seriously, literally anything. <laughs> Have a sinkhole happen. <laughs> like there are so there are so many times that keys go wrong that don't involve them rolling halfway under the fucking car. <laughs> and if they're that far under the car that you can't reach them by laying down, go to the other fucking side of the car. <laughs> Jesus. But the the feet were over there, so there's scary feet. And she's like, Eek, scary feet. So she runs off. <laughs> <laughs> so why doesn't she run? She does. Well, she kind of hustles. That's true. She hustles her little buns. Okay. Okay. Her shapely buns. In this, in this instance, I forgive the show, and it's fine because they're not that bad. Well, and and, and because, she does do the right thing and run away. Right. And because the whole basis of the show is, what if uh, there was the, the blonde gal from the horror movie, and and mm-hmm. she a monster tried to get her, and she kicked his ass. That's true. So they're playing with that. So yes, and and I'm there. It's fine. I'm just. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's an issue. It's an issue for yeah. you. It's a. Yeah. I get triggered. <laughs> From the time that you dropped your keys under a car when a nice vampire was chasing you. <laughs> I've never dropped my keys under my car. I have but I have fingers made of butter. I drop everything. I have never managed to get my keys under my car. Cordy is an overachiever. She is. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm done. So, uh, I'm done. That's my little soapbox and I'm not it's not necessarily about this scene. I'm just saying in general. Don't I gotcha. do it. <laughs> Stop it. Especially now it's twenty fucking seventeen. <laughs> Don't. Right. (laughs) 
So uh, Courtney has found a nice hiding place in a dumpster, and uh, <laughs> when she like, thinks the coast is clear, she gets ready to hop yeah. out. And Angel, stop doing that, dude! <laughs> put the smile on his face. He knows what he's doing. I think that was Boreanaz. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that was Boreanaz carrying the bejesus out of Christopher Carpenter because he is known for his pranks. Yes. Uh, so seriously, that's like twice in fifteen minutes, Angel. <laughs> You scared Buffy, well, and you scared her shadow self. Yeah. Stop it. Well, he's got to make it even. <laughs> so, well, and he's dressed weird. This is the first time I'm mentioning wardrobe in this episode, because is. it's all pretty normal. Yeah, he's... But he's wearing, like, a tan off. jacket. Oh, maybe he's trying to look a little like Xander. <gasps> mm. Oh, snap. That's it. We will see this from another vampire later. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, honestly... Uh, and I'm going to go back to this angel thing, because you went back to the keys. Okay. <laughs> so, unless Buffy has forgotten to remind Angel today, <laughs> he is technically one of the creepy things that people have a right to be afraid of. So, he should stop with the sneaking up on people in dark graveyards and deserted parking lots already. <laughs> yes, I agree. So, Cordelia, <laughs> not so much knowing that... Angel is technically a creepy thing that she has every right to be afraid of, uh, is very relieved to see him. Uh, she immediately outs Buffy as having lied about being in the graveyard and tries to flirt with him from a dumpster, which pretty requires a pretty high level in flirting, by yeah, the way. But if I had those boobs... Oh, she can do it. do it. That part she can do. She's got yeah. that part covered. It's working great. But unfortunately, even Cordelia's flirting level can't overcome the cramping of her style done by having a cold dead hand cling to her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fortunately for us, we get the Cordy scream for the first of many times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Although she backs up back into the dumpster, and I would, I mean, panic makes everyone do different things. I would be so far out of that dumpster, I'd be on Angel's head, right. like doing the cat thing. Right. I yeah. probably would too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, he would have that skirt so far shoved up his nose for me trying to get past him. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, well, she kind of treats it like it, it's a mouse. So she backs up. That's true. Yeah, which is yeah. fine, and it's better for framing and lighting. And the I don't want to have to light. And you got to project screaming. towards the camera. Yeah, and, the, and she and does the, the little hand flail, which yeah. is very good for panic. I mean, it all makes sense. I'm just saying, for me personally, I see like even a spider in my bed, and I'm gone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not backing up in bed. I'm not figuring out. I'm just. I'm like in the. Cu- I'm on the couch. I'm in the other room. I'm on the roof. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 She. She's new at this. I mean, relatively. She's mm-hmm. seen the hell mouth open, blah, 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 but cold dead hand. Well, and since she's Buffy's it. shadow self, she probably doesn't have quite that much fear of parts as a lot of people do. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. a good point. And it, she's startled. Yeah. It's just she she's startled. Yeah. And she's and she just got like, scared by a vampire as well. So she she's a little jumpy. A she's jumpy, just like the Slayer gets jumpy. The shadow <laughs> hell self gets, gets jumpy, too. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> just like the Slayer, the shadow self also gets jumpy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the first time was just letters. <laughs> Yeah, my drawl had a hard time with that. Uh, so in the library, we find out that the Scoobies uh, have found two empty graves, so they're thinking zombie army. <laughs> zombie drill team. Zombie, zombie drill team. <laughs> so awesome. Cordelia is clinging to Angel like a sexy life preserver. <laughs> Angel is terrified. Uh, oh, he is just about as thrilled to find Buffy with Xander as Buffy is thrilled to find Angel with Cordy. <laughs> Giles, though, encourages them to talk about the missing bodies, and Angel tells them that they've been found, or at least pieces of them have been found. He did note that some of the pieces were are clearly missing, and that whoever come to bodies had a high level of skill, and this is very, very, very nice little information drop for us. Your typical vampire probably wouldn't be able to look over a pile of dead people parts and make an assessment of both missing pieces and expert. 
Yeah. Uh, and that would lead us to the conclusion that Angel's previous vampire experience wasn't exactly typical. Yeah, not, not satisfied. kosher, so yeah, to not speak. Uh, not satisfied with just drinking the blood, that Angelus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the way he's just so matter of fact, like, oh, that didn't add up to three whole people. Yeah. And, he, you know, he I mean, Cordy didn't just stand there while he was picking through. He just had a look. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, expertly done. Piece is missing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Buffy's good at trig and... Buffy has also good at though, another kind of math. <laughs> yeah. But Buffy is also still Slayer CSI. And she suggests that the body parts were left in the dumpster rather than anywhere else because the culprit was in the area and probably a student, which is nice. Oh work, yeah. Buffy. And Giles' little realization of oh oh. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I I still can't believe Buffy doesn't seriously consider law enforcement as a possible career. I mean she has a knack. Yeah, it. but it's not girly. I know, which is a shame. And but it yeah. is girly. I mean, Bobby, women can, it can be yes, can be women cops, can and women FBI can be, agents yeah. and badasses and but vampire she wants slayers. Else. I she know wants she does something else to do. She'd be such a good cop, though. She would be a good cop, but that's not what she wants. I still, I want my Faith and Buffy buddy cop movie. Goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. Especially now that we have the uh, the Angel Xander or Angel Giles, either one of those. Oh would be yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> but a little lackey pairing yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Buffy has a knack for it is what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, so Giles is uh, skeptical about anyone in high school having that level of expertise but Willow has some l- a list of suspects including herself in mind Xander jokes about Willow being indeed a life- likely suspect and maybe he saw her checking out that gal's legs earlier too yeah mm-hmm. and that's also kind of awkward for foreshadowing it is just a little pause for Ooh. Easy, Xander. Yeah, well Xander's then. Xander's gonna hit the point in this episode where he should stop talking, but it's not quite there yet. No, <laughs> it's getting there though. <laughs> He's kind of playing the Cordelia part because yes, Cordelia's been sidelined by fear and being a victim <laughs> and being so. right next to salty goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she keeps putting so. her cheek on his shoulder. <laughs> I know, and then the look on his face—he just has this little He's flash like, of fear every like, time. Help, help, help me! Help! Me. <laughs> help! Help! help. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, they plan a locker search, and Cordelia uses her traumatic experience to score a salty goodness ex- escort home. Neither <laughs> he, he looks behind yeah. him. He's like, please help me. <laughs> Neither Angel nor Buffy are tr- terribly pleased by this. But Angel's a gentleman, and he's way out of his depth with Cordelia. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I love the, again, this is another gender subversion, mm-hmm. like you pointed out, where it's, oh, I'm so helpless. I'm going to drive me home. You should come. <laughs> yes. I need an escort. I will drive. <laughs> gotta be the most awkward conversation the whole way home too Absolutely. she's like where do you live um i somewhere i'm so glad you were there yeah okay help okay. <laughs> please true. don't touch me there <laughs> or do or don't i don't know i get yeah. very confused a few more years for that kids mm-hmm. uh, uh, xander speaking as himself and buffy's heart as well uh uses this opportunity to point out what buffy is thinking now angel is two-timing buffy and also a vampire mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah at Chris's house, his mom is zoned out in front of the TV watching tapes of her dead son's football games. Guys, we found one of the zombies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she's not grieving productively at all, and I'm very sorry for her loss. But she does have another son who, as we see, she is completely ignoring and, like, completely ignoring and snarred. Yeah. You have an excellent theory about why the mom is so zombie-like. I do. So, um, I think she saw Daryl. I agree. 
I think she was probably doing just fine because Willow says that now she doesn't leave the house much. Right. So I think maybe Chris spent a lot of time putting Daryl together. Daryl doesn't seem to have all of his faculties there. Like he doesn't seem to be really that, mentally okay. That brain was left out a while. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think he either dug Daryl up or put him back together in secret um, before he was embalmed or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think he did this and then like, they're not going through a lot of effort to hide him. No, he's, he's in the basement. Wa- he's wandering around. Yeah. He's wandering around. They've got to go in and out the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's the same kind of setup as Buffy's house where there is a back door through the kitchen, like she's going to see him. Right. And Chris isn't doing laundry. Well, Daryl's a big guy. Yeah. I mean, he is a big guy. You're <laughs> going to hear him walking. You're going to hear him talking in the basement. So she's seen him. He's there. He exists. Yeah. And she switches off. Yep. All of a sudden, she has to focus on what he was and the fact that he's gone, and that's all she has space for. And you can see her. She comes out of it and then realizes there's reality and goes straight back to the TV. I think it's an excellent theory. Yep. Yep. Totally makes sense. That poor woman. I know. God. Hopefully she gets some relief at the end of the episode. Yeah. Closure. Well, once he's gone. Yeah. Uh, at school, the Scoobies are conducting the completely unauthorized locker search, which Giles, after refusing to condone, turns into Ripper and happily participates in. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Buffy scores the sick little fuck Eric's locker. Willow finds an issue of Scientific American she hasn't read yet in another one. And uh, Xander opens Chris's to reveal some very suspicious books and a news article on Meredith's car accident. Yes, and there's a red danger sign on the side of the locker. Interesting. As you're looking through to Xander, there's a little danger sign. Yep. Uh, Buffy finds a fun little dead lady parts collage in Eric's. <sighs> Fucking <laughs> fucker. Uh, in Chris's basement, Eric continues to be a sick little fuck, con- uh, singing My Girl as they work on the patchwork of dead girls. He Wait, tells, uh, isn't this in the science lab, not the basement? Uh, I have no idea. I think it's in the science lab because they have the, the background is all like crisscrossy oh. like horror movie. Like they, they make the science lab look just like. Oh, I got you. Frankenstein. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm bad with logistics. That's fine. <laughs> well, I thought it was, too, until this latest rewatch. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. yeah, look, it looks like, just like Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Which, uh, for Young Frankenstein. Watch it. Yes. Watch it. Watch it. it. Watch and it. fun little fact, they brought in a lot of the mechanical stuff they use, they brought in from the movie Frankenstein. Really? They actually got the prop guys to come in and bring it with them and run it for them. So they're using the same props to reanimate the monster in Young Frankenstein as they did in Frankenstein. That's excellent. Is that great? Yeah. <laughs> I did my homework. Roll in the hay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Eric tells Chris that time is of the essence and he, uh, as he hangs up the pictures of Cordelia, Buffy, and Willow. Back at school... The Scoobies are searching for their suspects and wondering why they are such sick little fucks. <laughs> there are extras in the background, ogling girls, based solely on their looks as well, to illustrate this point. Mm-hmm. Buffy Creepily says, too. Uh, they do a good job with the creep factor. They do. And Ew. Buffy keeps looking at them like, God damn. <laughs> Wait, she doesn't she walk past one and he like looks her up and down. Yeah, she just like turns the Scoobies and raises her eyebrows. Well, like, she looks Ugh. at him like, I'm going to take you apart. <laughs> she does. I'm going to fucking yeah. kill you right now. Yeah. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> Which is how I look at people when they check me oh, out, me too. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffy says pointedly that assembling an undead girl is not about love, and I'm glad she did because building the dead girl isn't about love even by the end, or at least not directly, but we'll get to that. The reason for this whole mess is about love, but the undead girl parts is, is, uh, part is not. <clears throat> Xander does some very, very impressive projection as he lectures Buffy about how people, meaning Buffy, only want what they can't have, meaning Angel. Is so yeah. checked out. Willow is 
giving Buffy a sad look, and I kind of wish Buffy would just shove a mirror in Xander's face right now because <laughs> wanting the unattainable girl just because he can't have her is what Xander Harris is all about. Oh, yeah. But see, this is also, we had, we talked earlier about the arguments. Mm-hmm. Like, once you start getting invested, you can argue with somebody. And Xander's really poking Cordy for an argument back at the library. Oh, yes. And uh, so now he's talking about the unattainable and... Um, Hmm. Yeah. Yep. A master of projection. Oh, he yeah. always will be. So good. <laughs> well, and just such a good way to feed the audience that's, mm-hmm. you know, little bit of hint Yeah. there too. So just good levels. Absolutely. Yeah. So they figure Eric is obviously in on this for the whole building a girl thing because the sick little fuck he is. And, uh, but they can't figure out what Chris is about. Uh, Willow thinks that his brother's death sent him around the bend, which is true, but not quite the way they think. Uh, they spot Giles nervously waiting for Jenny Calendar and oh undoubtedly rehearsing his asking her out oh speech while de-Britishing it in his head. <laughs> <laughs> they try to talk to him, but he's really, it's really no use at all. Uh, Buffy his collar's all boink too. Oh, it, boing. boink. Uh, Buffy does a little Cyrano pep talk, which just confuses him more, probably because <laughs> it doesn't have a laptop or even know exact, exactly what one is, and I bet that's an extra con- that's an extra confusing for him. Like, um, did Buffy just tell me to ask Jenny for a lap dance? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> mm, yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Laptop. Sure. Whatever. This is the most frightened we've ever seen. <laughs> He's frightened. Vampires yes. don't scare him. Puppets a little bit. Um, clowns a little bit. Women. But Jenny Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jenny breezes by on her way to class, and Giles goes all kinds of formal, calling her Miss Calendar, and she earns my adoration forever and ever by telling him as if they've just met to call her Jenny because Miss Calendar is my father. (laughs) (laughs) It's offhand. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Not even her later exposure as a double agent can tarnish that line for me. (laughs) Any woman who can pull out a line like that (laughs) is my kind of girl. But with these two, she's not the only double agent. Oh, no. So she's very well matched. She's, yes, absolutely. Yes. Everybody's got a dark side in this yeah. show. Especially, and I think that's part of the reason that the Ripper's showing a little bit. Yes. Because he it, senses that in her. And I think, and she, I, I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but she loves to tease him and get him mm. riled. And she, I think she can feel the Ripper's in there and him too. And yeah. that's why she does that. I that's why she that gets him all rar. Yeah. Well, just kind of like. Uh, once Buffy died and came back, she's able to relate to Angel on a different level as well. Yep. There's that undercurrent of understanding that you need to be able to be in a relationship with somebody. Right. So we're so, seeing that in two places now. Yep. She's got a dark side. He's got a dark side. Mm-hmm. She knows. Yep. <laughs> dead, dead. Dark side, dark side. <laughs> and by now, poor Giles is in a full meltdown and he can't even get to the part where he asks her <laughs> out before she has to run off to class. Undoubtedly remembering how he used to be really good at this when he was Ripper. For reference, see Olivia and also Joyce. Oh, uh, he, Joyce. Call- <laughs> he calls himself an idiot again. Jenny Calendar, however, is not to be serenoed. So she just <laughs> pops her head out of class and asks him at herself. <laughs> yeah, she, she mans up. Smooth. Yeah. If, yeah. If this was a teen romance, this is the man. This is the oh, boy yep. doing the thing to the girl. Gender flip. Yep. And we got, yep. Again, another gender flip. Yeah, absolutely. So that's three. <laughs> and she does it so smooth, too. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Mexican? Yeah, like all the things that Buffy said. <laughs> yep. I have a thing. You have a thing. Let's do the thing. How do you feel about Mexican? Yep. <laughs> she just <laughs> nails it. Nails the yeah. dismount. <laughs> She's got Giles going on a date. 
Uh, in the science classroom, Willow is trying to figure out how one would go about reanimating the dead without just turning them into vampires, of course. Uh, Xander is messing with an anatomical head dummy thing and making the same joke I made in the very beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh, Willow's thinking that they're using an electrical current, which is confirmed later, and some kind of adrenaline. Uh, I think the element she's leaving out, which the show intentionally leaves blank for us to fill in, is the Hellmouth. The Hellmouth would also explain things like impossibly advanced robots, if those were to come up sometime. Hmm. Uh, Buffy comes in to report that Chris and Eric skipped school, further confirming their theory. They're worried that there is a piece together girl roaming Sunnydale right now. Buffy is wondering what the girl must be thinking, and Willow is wondering what they're doing to her. Yeah. yeah. Willow is not as naive as she seems, kids. Not yeah. by a long shot. Well, and the concern they have for both of those, to me, kind of goes forward to the Buffy bot. Absolutely. A April Absolutely. and the Buffy bot. Mm-hmm. Um, those two are not dissimilar to the idea of the zombie girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they'll play with this theme a lot. Yes. Well, we have to, if you're going to discuss gender issues, you have to discuss what we do to the opposite gender and what we do to disempowered people and what we do to people that we have created. Yes. And if we can't do it with our main characters because that's just too hard or they're too ballsy to put up with it, mm-hmm. we've got to do it with victims. So we have to have hypothetical victims to play with, and these are perfect ones to look at because they are such good metaphors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant work, I do have you, to say. Do you need more scotchy? I might need more scotchy. Okay. Pause for I'm scotchy. I'm going to have more scotchy. Okay. I'm now enjoying my Igor scotch. <laughs> 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 this is the Igor Scotch. Yes, we've decided to call it that now. Yes, thanks to a autocorrect on my phone, <laughs> it is now the Igor Scotch. Someone, someone who makes Scotch must create Igor Scotch. Yes, and <laughs> put a picture of Marty Feldman on it. Uh, Giles finds uh, finds the Scoobies and says he's done some investigating of his own, and all three heads are accounted for, so there are no pieced together Franken girls, at least not yet. Xander wonders why none of the heads were good enough, because they seemed like attractive girls to him, you know, totally ignoring what's inside their heads, as will be done later as well. After that, observation goes over like a lead balloon with everyone, especially, (laughs) especially including Giles. (laughs) Yeah. We love Giles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Xander points out that... (laughs) Giles is just like, and it finally occurred to me, because I always wondered why Giles and Xander don't get along so Mm -hmm. much. And it's the head versus heart thing. Like, there's a whole comic based on this online. (laughs) It's just like, the heart is like, yay! And the head is like, oh my god. Oh, Christ. Christ, why are you like this? I hate you so much. (laughs) You know, like, the head is trying to study, say, like, history, and the heart's (laughs) off chasing butterflies. Yeah. (laughs) And saying stupid shit like that. Yep. And nothing's going to top, they're going to cook her dinner? (laughs) Never going to be topped. Because even he's able to say, oh, uh, pretend I didn't say that. Yeah, just no filter. Just popped right <laughs> out. Nope. <laughs> so Xander tries to cover and point out that he's not as sick as Chris and Eric. And while that's true, maybe less with the talking in this episode, Xander. I'm already grumpy about how non-punched <laughs> Eric still is. And you're on my last nerve with this teenage boy shit. <laughs> so <laughs> Giles, my hero, figures that uh, with all the pieces that are missing, the sick little fucks are only one step away from having a girl put uh, together. In Chris's basement, this is confirmed. Eric is trying to convince Chris that they can't just wait for another dead girl to happen because the rest of the body is starting to degrade and they need to make their own. It's just one lousy girl. He smarms. Oh, yeah. I would happily rip this and little fucker apart with my bare hands. This is where I become murderous. The Oof. rest of the time, I'm just kind of sitting there saying, yeah, 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 bad, bad, bad. But this is one lousy girl. Not even yes. Warren gets this bad 
this fast. No, he doesn't. And even Warren, like, I think Warren would just kill him. He'd be like, shut up. <laughs> well, he's sloppy and he's stupid. He is, I mean, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It is. It's totally sloppy. And this is such a good, he's the poster child for institutional misogyny all over the world. Yep. And it's great that we hate him so much. Yes, like, They is. set us up to hate him so much and it's great because we need somebody to hate for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it can't be Chris. Right. Because Chris has to yeah. be redeemed and stuff. So uh, Chris pleads with someone off camera saying he can't kill anyone. His dead brother, Daryl, emerges with stitches crisscrossing his Duh. face. <laughs> Ouch. <Duh. laughs> this makeup is good. Let's it hope he doesn't have nerve endings. Huh? Oh, it even or, holds up to the remaster. Or we'll, or we'll hope makeup. that he does have yeah. nerve endings. Because like, his fingers are purple, like yep. they're gangrenous. He's, he's, a, he's shiny. Yeah, he's got liver vortis going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And it, it looks like he probably... I mean, they actually thought about how it would f- how you'd fall. Yeah. How, um, how you'd fall. You, mean you brace yourself with your arms. Those snap. Your face yep. gets the brunt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole thing. He's just hideous. And you could tell he it, was he was dead for a little while before Chris got him. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, you know, liver mortis happens after a few hours. Uh-huh. Uh, so he, he says that Chris promised him he wouldn't be alone. And there we have it. It's mm-hmm. not just love. The fear of being alone all makes you, also makes you do the wacky. Uh, now that we have this little Bride of Frankenstein plot in the open, we can start tracking what it represents for Buffy. Uh, it yes. should be noted, uh, of course, that this is the last. This is not the last time we delve into Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. So yeah, not the last time we're going to get into Doctor Frankenstein uh, uh, and his merry band of undead monsters. Also, <laughs> let's get to Prometheus. Yes. Okay. So first, let's kind of get into the whole. Frankenstein thing. Okay. Um, Frankenstein. So, Frankenstein. <laughs> All right. So, in Bride of Frankenstein, if you haven't seen it because it's old and Boris Karloff, and you should go see it. It's good. Um, it is good. Yeah. Or at the very least, just watch like a YouTube clip or two. Um, but the main crux of the whole thing is the climax at the end when uh, Fra- the monster, not Frankenstein. Frankenstein is no, the no. doctor. It's, it's, uh, Frank- I mean, they say short as Frankenstein. It's, yeah. it's Frankenstein's monster. It's Frankenstein's he monster. He doesn't really have a name. Yeah. He doesn't. He's the monster. The monster. Um, so he is given a bride who is repulsed by him. She's not into it. Yeah. And there's a little sick fuck who's encouraging this <laughs> making of the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, and the monster decides that they should stay dead. He says the dead should stay dead, essentially. And then he saves the humans and destroys the tower with all of them in it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of the end. That's all you need to know. For very episode. similar to yeah, very oh, yeah. similar to this. But again, you know, we just discussed that um, there's an allegory for Buffy here, you know, where she's come back from the dead and now she can she needs to find something like her. And I, maybe this is why Buffy sleeps with vampires and Faith doesn't. The dead don't creep her out. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because she, she has is. been like she's she's a step away from vampire. You yeah, know, it's very true. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into it a little bit more in the next yeah. episodes. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of allegories going on with her and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, happening there, and I think that's all I need there. Oh, but also the similarities in relationship too. So also we have the the Giles and Jenny, mm-hmm. um, happening where they both have the dark sides, and they wouldn't be able to relate without the dark sides. So we're introducing all of the stuff in the same episode for a reason. Okay, yes. and now the Greek myth. This is what took <laughs> us four hours. <laughs> yeah, because we kept getting distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, and it, and it led us to think about how many characters in Buffy might really be Greek and Roman and Etruscan and mm-hmm. everybody. Mesopotamian, mythology. Yeah. Mesopotamian. Mythology. So we're going to try it. We're going to 
we'll probably have a special episode on that kind We're of stuff. We're going to do our but, damnedest. I, I yeah. studied mythology in college. I just need to dust it off. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and there are so many fucking gods and heroes and shit, and they're on yes. and all across, the, and we have to weed them out and, like, mm-hmm. and like de-dupe them, you know, and get down to just the Roman yeah, line or the Greek line or yeah. whatever. And there's a lot of overlap between a, a lot of the different characters. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, and we have to argue about a couple. <laughs> we have a few arguments to work out. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to figure yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, but for this episode, we think we've got it. So Prometheus oh, yeah. possessed genius level intelligence. That's Chris. His brothers, uh, Minotius, known for his rash and violent behavior, is Daryl. Uh, and just give me give me a couple tries at this one. Uh, ep- <laughs> Epimetheus. Ep- got it. Epimetheus, known for his foolishness. That's Eric, also, mm-hmm. same letter, first name, hello. Uh, and Atlas, with the weight of the world on his shoulders, we're thinking that's the mom. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's actually the weight of the universe. It's holding the sky up. Right. Um, but you see Atlas holding the world. And because pretty it's much an easier statue to create. Right. right. <laughs> and we're going with the, the standard, uh, as everyone understands Atlas. We've mm-hmm. all seen the statue, we've, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Well, and, we, and so Prometheus, uh, he's in trouble because he stole fire from the gods and gave it to humans. Um, which is kind of like, so we can interpret it as fire, you know, like caveman fire, or we can we can interpret it as the gift of spark of life, Absolutely. the ability to give life, maybe even the ability to give birth, mm-hmm. um, depending on whose interpretation you're looking at. So he has, Chris has decided to give life to his brother. Yep. And then Epimetheus, so Prometheus, pro, for, thought, epi, past, <laughs> right. hind. So hindsight and foresight. Um so, or is it the opposite? No, prose forward. Right. Okay. Yeah, because he. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Now I'm confused. Well, that's not the Greeks, now, is it? Whatever Greeks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I study Latin. I don't know about you people. No, but Epimetheus, he's <laughs> uh, he can only see behind him. He's backing right. up through doors, so he's not able to see the consequences of his actions. Gotcha. He can only see what came before. So unless someone's already done it and done it wrong, he's not going to learn from it. And Eric is an idiot. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. So we have these four brothers that were born to, they're all Titans. They're born to other Titans, which were, came about in a terrible, terrible way. And I'll just let you read about that. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greeks, yo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were we were really excited about this one. Yeah. It, I mean, so it cool. fits so perfectly. It, yo, yeah. It lines up absolutely yeah. right. Um, so I'll put some links in the show notes to all of this stuff. So if you want to read about it yourself and draw your own conclusions, um, but it works. It's really good stuff. It really is. So, uh, Eric proclaims that the body is perfect and they just need to harvest a head and Daryl will have his undead bride by morning. Again, women are just objects to yeah. them. Not only she's the- just going to scream and hiss. <laughs> yeah, she's going to get the, the white in her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, white in her hair. Boom. Although I would up. love to see Charisma Carpenter. Oh my god. <laughs> Charisma Carpenter, if you ever ever hear this podcast, please please dress up as the bride. Please, <laughs> pretty please. We oh adore you. Yes. Please. Please give us a pic oh my of God. you with the Bride of Frankenstein hair. I love it. Maybe just, if anyone wants to Photoshop that, we can send it to her. <laughs> well, that would scare her. <laughs> She'll have flashbacks to this episode. Like, <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> so, um, not only doesn't anyone care about anything besides how the body looks, nobody has considered that someone has to die or even given any thought to how the brain is connected to the head and might have some issues with this whole situation. Yeah. Fuckers. 
Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, Daryl is bringing up Chris's promise to him, and he wouldn't have to be alone. He needs someone. No specifics, of course. Chris doesn't want to. Eric tells him that there's nothing wrong with taking a life if you make one with it, and that's a pretty loose grasp on ethics, if I've ever heard one. Fertility doctors could be mass murderers and everything would be fine, right, Eric? <laughs> Parents should get one free murder per kid? Whatever, sick little fuck. Well, I mean... Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I was going to say he's borrowing his logic from somewhere, but I don't, I don't think anybody's been that sick. Any societies have been that sick. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. He's and it's all to serve just... his own means. I mean, he would think anybody else who killed somebody was a horrible person, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's he gets to do this, and that's yeah. just great. Yeah, he gets to sing his little creepy song that's ruining just that a... movie for me forever. <laughs> well, the movie was kind of traumatic already. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Chris tries to convince Daryl that he could uh, go, you know, outside and tell people he's not dead or not exactly. And I, I'm with Chris on this one. This is Sunnydale, after all. I'll bet a plastic surgeon could fix Daryl's scars and do some grafts without even batting an eye, if that's what Daryl is worried about. I mean, Sunnydale. Oh, yeah. But he, we're also, this is an allegory for Buffy again. Absolutely. Daryl's been brought back to life. So we have this temporary shadow self, kind of like we have a temporary shadow from the other time we bring Buffy back. We have the, the hitchhiker thing. Oh, yeah. So he's very the similar to thing. the hitchhiker. Yeah. Um, and so he's been brought back to life. So has Buffy. Buffy can't just go out and say that she's the slayer to everybody. I'm the slayer. Ask me how. Right. <laughs> Although she totally could because she basically has. Right. And maybe maybe she wouldn't have to go through so much shit if she just would because they'd be like, sweet, there's a fucking slayer in town. We're going to be fine. Well, and as we, as we find out in uh, the prom, everybody at her high school knows already. Oh, yeah. They've known they the whole all time. have it figured out. Yeah. Um, so Daryl could very easily go out, and it might take a little while for people to adjust, but it would be better for everybody. So they're, they're very similar positions right now. That's an excellent point. Yeah. And yeah. even more similar soon. <laughs> yeah. Daryl, though, isn't convinced, and he uses a football analogy and Chris's idolization of him to convince Chris to go through with the murder. Oh, it's just heartbreaking and sick. I know. Oh, I like... Just manipulating him. And they play their music, and, and it's like... I bet that's how, I, in my head, I see them. That's how they convinced mom to let him be in the basement. Right. Like the same just bullshit football analogies. And it, oh, God. Nope. So sick. It is sick. Yeah. Uh, Daryl demands to see the contestants for the worst game show ever. <laughs> 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 and he picks out Cordelia's picture, continuing the disturbing and disturbingly literal objectification of women. Even though he knows Cordy and could just say Cordelia, he refers to her as this one. Yes. Cute, Daryl. Cute. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And funny how we're choosing Buffy's shadow self. Yeah, absolutely. We could have victimized any of these three people. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, not Buffy. (laughs) No, that whole Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. (laughs) They throw the bag over her head. She's like, what pow? And knocks her heads off. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. But instead, we go after Buffy's shadow self. Yeah. And we could have gone for Willow. We could have gone for her. For Buffy's, that's Buffy's spirit. Mm-hmm. You can't go after Buffy's spirit. Either. Nope. You can only go after the shadow self. Exactly. So, yeah. Daryl's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eric is delighted singing My Girl while he snips the head oh, of Cordy's picture. Oh. Ah, and, but those those are good scissors. <laughs> I, I know. those scissors. <laughs> is it bad of me to be horrified, but also like, where do I get my some scissors? Are, my scissors are crap. They like bend the picture. Yeah, those are those are like grandma's sewing kit yeah, scissors, you know? Like that's the kind you know, you can kill the you zombie. No, that with. sick little fuck needed his grandma's sewing kit for <gasps> oh. those scissors. You know what? 
<laughs> I hope she's the one that takes care of him. I hope his grandma <laughs> takes care of him. She's like, scissors. you need to learn some fucking manners, <laughs> young man. You're going to be my pincushion. Yep. Uh, so in the library, Willow has been going through obituaries, but she has a theory about why they shouldn't, they couldn't use the previous heads. Formaldehyde is bad for preserving brain function. And, and then uh, Giles is strangely up on that. He is. <laughs> He's quick on that uptake. He's, like, oh. He's just like, oh, formaldehyde, oh, of, of course. Of course, I know that's right. Yeah. Giles, <laughs> what did you do before Sunnydale? Ripper had a very interesting past. Giles. <laughs> you know, the curator at the British Museum knows <laughs> yes. all about formaldehyde and brains. Well, and he was awfully excited about people digging up corpses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, grave robbers are kind of how the British Museum and every other museum got a lot of their shit. Oh, true. Like, true ooh, what did they find in there? Yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently they can't use heads that are a couple of days old. I, I don't know why not. They don't seem to care if the body is, you know, thinking at all. <laughs> <laughs> touche or should i say touche touche witchy uh so willow says that they'll need a very fresh specimen buffy immediately picks up what she's putting down mm-hmm. and is sure that murder is their next step giles agrees that ending things now is an excellent idea and buffy, he's um, nodding while she's putting it together he's it's like great. oh fuck like, yeah let's go get him you can see her mind agreeing <laughs> yeah. with her as she's coming yes, up absolutely with it. It's awesome her mind is like yeah let's go kill him yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he would have killed eric so if he hard didn't have witnesses <laughs> yeah, that's true. He didn't want. He yeah. didn't want to horrify Jenny Calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because oh, I can't date. kill him yeah. <laughs> like, on our first if, date. If that he had been something. alone with Eric, he would have actually ripped his head off. He just would have like. <laughs> well, we might like, see Giles do something like that in the future when he's alone with somebody. Possibly. <laughs> so Buffy starts to give orders again. Very nice, Buffy. But Giles remembers his his uh, football date, and Buffy, in an excellent <laughs> and subtle callback to Giles giving her space for dating, tells him to go and reassures him that they'll meet up uh, later. Willow tries to convince Buffy that Chris isn't in the same category as slayable things like vampires. Buffy, Buffy ain't buying it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Neither are we. No. At Chris's house, Buffy meets his zombie mom who only wants to tell her about Daryl's football prowess. Buffy, realizing that Chris's mom wouldn't notice if a car crashed into the house, goes to explore, explore the basement. She finds the anatomy drawing that Eric has helpfully pasted Cordelia's picture onto. <laughs> so he's a stupid little fuck, just like we said earlier. Yes. So, uh, so, so she's so horrified she doesn't notice Daryl sneaking up behind her, but the door opening makes her bound out of the window and out of danger. In the locker room, room of death, Cordelia is applying her <laughs> lip gloss, and Cordy, get out of there. It's called the locker room of death, for hell's sake. Yeah. Trip one of the other, other cheerleaders and save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> They're bitches anyway. Yeah, they are. Chris appears in the mirror and startles her, and he can't even look when Eric slips a bag over her head and drags her away. Buffy, though, has arrived. She politely inquires to Cordelia's friends about her location, and then, after some (laughs) lip from one of them, gets all ready to waterboard her some mean girls. (laughs) (laughs) Who wisely give up the information she needs. (laughs) Everybody is learning not to fuck with Buffy, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Seriously, Joy or Lisa, whichever one you are, if you had seen what Buffy did to the vampire in the last episode, you would have just told her whatever she wanted to know. (laughs) She's like, okay. Oh, hi, Buffy. Hi. I brought you a brownie. I like just love you, Buffy. You're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been working out? Yeah, that's how you treat a slayer. People. Oh, yeah. And then finally, finally, Buffy runs around the corner and sees Eric trying to tie up Cordelia. She does a flying kick into his face, and I feel better. 
<laughs> she does it pretty gently, though, because he's able to run off without her first having mm-hmm. to search for his eyeballs well, okay. on the floor. To be fair, that kind of kick doesn't land a lot of power, but it does get you a lot of distance. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can generate I, some power with it. I'm but just it's happy not he got fun. hurt. I was. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to feel it, especially with those, those shoes she's wearing. Right. Um, but <laughs> she's yeah, got the face boots on. Is the, what she's doing. the chicken yeah. kick or whatever you want to call it in your system is not the most powerful kick. So she's pulling her punches. Yeah. Yeah. Which close enough. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Cordelia has a hell of a work ethic, gentle listeners. I would hire her in a second. <laughs> After nearly being abducted and beheaded, all she's concerned about is getting out onto the field because she's the apex. Well, to every generation, the apex <laughs> is born. Absolutely. And she is a social apex predator, too. Oh, yeah. So she shouldn't sell herself short on that. <laughs> Buffy hears a noise and figures it's Chris. She'd better hope it's Chris with all the information she gives up. It is, though. <laughs> Buffy does say, interestingly, I know what it's like to lose someone that you're close to. Now, whom is she talking about, oh, do we God. think? Oh, God, yeah, because she can't be talking about herself. Right. Because she didn't lose herself. Uh, she, I mean, she if she was a grandparent, she'd just say, my, I lost my grandparents. Yeah, or, we never talk about them. Right. Uh, we know that from the future episode, she loses a cousin, but she was a kid. And she's not going to bring different. that up, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, we, I think at the podcast, we have, uh, we think it's her watcher, first yeah. watcher. We, we are finally actually bringing up something that happened from her past. And especially the watcher thing. She does yeah. not talk about that watcher. No, she does not. And she even tears up a little bit when mm-hmm. she says it. Um, so it's really hitting something deep yep. in Buffy. And yeah, it's I'm willing to bet watch her. Yeah, me too. Like that there was anybody she could bring back. Yeah, I her first watcher. Yeah. Yeah. Or her. Probably him. As a, as a man. We, we see him in Angel's flashback. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris does eventually emerge from his hiding place and uh, says that the person he's doing this for needs someone. He says that the mysterious someone always stood up for him, and uh, now he's all alone. Buffy has a profound, oh, holy shit balls" moment, and she's got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In Chris's uh, basement. This is the basement, right? This is the basement. Okay. Uh, Darrow is hulking out and destroying everything between the temper tantrum and all the disgusting misogyny. I really hope this is all a side effect from his brain being switched off for too long before he was brought back to life. And both he and Eric are wearing now wearing red. Eric is wearing red sleeves for a while. But now uh, Daryl is wearing a red hoodie. And yep, so that's the only real costuming. I dropped my pen. Uh, that's the only real costuming thing that stands out in this episode. Yeah. Uh, that and Giles' little collar. Boing. Oh, and, um. and Angel's <laughs> trying to look like Xander. Jack oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, well, maybe if I look more like Xander. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of little letting us know that he is now a problem. He wasn't yeah. a problem before. But now he's activated. Now he's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Daryl threatens Eric, who says he'll still be very happy to go ahead with abducting and murdering Cordelia. Eric doesn't really need to be threatened, Daryl. That was a waste of energy. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to kill somebody. He does. He wants to kill a girl. He does. He wants. Yeah. And I don't think he actually knows how to attach the head. Oh, of course he not. He needs Chris no, for that. That's Chris. That's all yeah. Chris. Because Eric's a fucking idiot. Yeah. So he's not going to do it right. He just is getting off on he killing a He wants to girl. murder Cordy mm-hmm. or anybody, any female, pretty yep. much. So sometime later, Buffy and Chris arrive in the trashed basement. They figure out the plan is still on, and Buffy leaves in hot pursuit with Chris trailing reluctantly lo- along behind. And the mom's just upstairs smoking. She's doing, yeah, she's doing yeah. her thing. Chain smoking. Maybe it's pot. Maybe she has pot. Yeah, maybe. That'd be better for her. Yeah, it's not, it's not cigarettes because they'll get, get you like rare, you know? Yeah. Get you amped and stuff. Yeah. 
uh, at the games, Cordelia is cheering with the squad. And as we mentioned in Witch, uh, Charisma Carpenter was once an NFL uh, cheerleader. Uh, so she rocks, though we only get to see her about three seconds. Uh, Jenny Callender and Giles, who is loaded up with snacks, are enjoying their date. <laughs> Jenny is quite the sports nut and, pre- and pretends to be irritated when Giles disses American football. But you can see from the little smile and gleam <laughs> in her eye that she's having a great time giving him shit. Uh, and again, gender reversal. Oh, yeah. She loves yeah. the sports. She's all about you know, mm-hmm. baseball, football, basketball, and everything. And he's carrying all the things she, all she bought. She yeah. bought the snacks. Because <laughs> if you buy the snacks, you don't carry the snacks. That's because true. the person paying is the one who loads up the person oh, not paying. Oh, it's her treat because she asks. That's so cute. Yeah, so she's treated. He's carrying all this shit. She even buys oh. pennants. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this oh. is She is pretty woman- womaning him. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> she probably took him to the nicest Mexican restaurant in town. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, she also refers to it as a date for the first time, which Giles notices, pleasing her even more. She also <laughs> grabs one of the snacks from him in a delightfully seductive little gesture. Oh, yes. You mm. go, Giles and Jenny. The clock <laughs> is ticking for them and it breaks uh, my heart. We we need a name for them. You know, like there's there was Brangelina, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> is it? And there's a uh, there's Bangel and there's mm-hmm. you know all the other. Uh, well, it's just kind of Giles, isn't it? Yes, Giles or <laughs> Giles or Jenny with a G. Yeah. yeah. The the uh, just makes me sad, man. Gigi. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know it is sad. <laughs> it's sad. It is sad, but it's the Hellmouth. Fucking Hellmouth. Tough titty. <laughs> so uh, Xander and Willow appear and they report on their lack of finding anything useful at Eric's though his porn stash sounds ominous and uh, then decide and to say, uh, it's, uh, that sounded like a tough line to get through he gets through it just fine <laughs> yeah. but they're and a porn collection so prodigious that even I something something like that's that's a mouthful yeah, that was pretty good yeah <laughs> prodigious Xander well yeah. done <laughs> but even I was shocked or something like yeah. that yeah, that's say. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and um, then they decide to make Giles even more uncomfortable by interrupting his date <laughs> and stealing some snacks. See, this is why you must be careful, gentle listeners, to never be fun to tease. <laughs> yes. Now, watch Jenny in this whole scene. Robia Lamort is hilarious. It's like she's torn between wanting to enjoy her date with Giles and getting such a kick out of when he's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh and because uh, Giles is like maybe you should go over there and they're like that yeah. <laughs> we're Buffy's parts we and, sit together and they totally work this out before because they just oh, give each yeah. other a look and they're like mm-hmm. totally and Xander <laughs> takes popcorn from yeah. Giles and starts eating and Willow's in on it just, yeah this yeah. is awesome <laughs> so Daryl is crawling under the bleachers he catches a glimpse of the game and gets all teary eyed and I, I'd feel bad Daryl but you are such an asshole but this is again. Yes, this is an excellent point you had. Buffy allegory because <laughs> yes. he is a monster. He is now demon. He's separated from society. And all he can do is sit in the shadows and watch the life that he used to have and enjoy. Right. And that is Buffy. Absolutely. And we Absolutely. see Buffy with the longing yeah. glances at the Cordelia, at Cordelia and her cheerleading and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, you know, he's still in an allegory for Buffy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll have to, I, I wonder if that's kind of emerging at the end. Once he goes away, she gets to merge and that's how she's able to make peace with Angel. Maybe. Hmm. So, um, and Cordelia is, uh, taking a, a break for some water and he grabs her. The crowd drowns out her scream, stupid crowd. <laughs> Buffy has arrived a bit too late and can't find Cordy anywhere in the school's old science lab. Cordelia has <laughs> it's been. the creepiest old science lab. I know. What were they doing in there? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a hell mouth science Thank lab, God. man. Yeah. I don't okay. know. <laughs> but if, it, if this was a monastery, like my theory, this would have been like the rectory. Probably. True. Lots of gasoline. Eh. Well, I mean... <laughs> Those pre-gasoline. No, I, know. They <laughs> I just want to bring up the gasoline because yeah. it makes me happy. And it's in red cans, just like in a video game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. want to, I want to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the first aid kits have that green on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's perfect. It's totally a video game. <laughs> it kind of is. Just run in, shoot that, shoot that, kill the guy, get the med kit. <laughs> I'm going to have to do another playthrough on Fallout and be Buffy Slay of the Vampires. <laughs> oh, my God. Get get a screen grab or something. Get a, get a picture if you do. Buffy, he says. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Cordelia has been blindfolded and tied to a gurney. She begs to have the blindfold taken off. I, don't, I wouldn't. Cordy, you don't want to see. I promise. Uh, Daryl has a, a look at the body they've constructed. And are those boobs? Those are boobs. Good God, I yeah. I think they I, took all the boob from all three girls and turned it into one boob. Hey, or two I boobs. Mean, I mean, you know, but seriously, that's that's take at least take a take a look, gentle listeners. <laughs> Just look there. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're standing straight up. They're and like the Madonna cone bra boob. They are. Yeah, and and okay. Now and now we see why Xander had that line about the porn collection because Eric, that sick little fuck, made some modifications based on his porn collection. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, Daryl being the teenage boy, like, so he would have been 19. Let's say he was, what, he would have been like 17 and a half when Probably. he died. Um, yeah. So he's still in that age where that's like, oh, yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even have a fucking head. She's hot. Yeah. That's it's disgusting. Ew. And what is there? Is it just a hole? Yeah, it's like a neck stump with like a spine sticking out. Right? God, that's better than what's in my head. Just oh, that's a hole. Yeah, I've got like the turkey thing going on in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, probably. I mean, yeah. it, it, it depends on where they cut the. Well, let's see. Eric tries to cut Cordy kind of close, to like the right above the clavicle. <sighs> yeah, so it's the turkey thing. God. Yeah. There's such. Oh, so are they using like cornbread stuffing, or what's the? <laughs> was, that too, was that too far? Mm, <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> nope, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, Daryl is pleased with the body, saying she's beautiful without a fucking head. This is not getting any better. No. This is not a she, Daryl. That's a collection of stitched together body parts, and it's sick that you think that makes something a person. Yes. Besides, okay, besides, the idea that they took the best off of each person is beyond disgusting. Yes. And, 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 (laughs) we all, including your lovely boyfriend, we're in agreement that if you're going to do this... Just use Cordy. Yeah, <laughs> she is perfect. She is. Charisma <laughs> she Carpenter is gorgeous. Is perfect. She has a great body. Yeah. I mean, great body, great seriously. Hair, great skin, She's got some meat legs. on her. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I am not, I like girls with some meat on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like some muscle. I like some softness. She's perfect. Yeah. Oh, she's buff. When she's in the library and she's doing you the like, abs and shit. Yeah. yeah. And, then, oh, yeah. and her arms. Oh, my God. Yeah, God. she really works out. I mean, yeah. she was a professional athlete. She's a professional cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't understand why you wouldn't do that, but... But, but, but of course, these this kind of guy thinks that women can be perfected. If you just take a little bit of here, a little bit of this one here, mm-hmm. and that one there. Like, this foot's better than that foot. Like, he's he's a future plastic surgeon at best. He's disgusting. At best. I will happily murder him. Yeah. <laughs> and you can help me bury him. Okay. 
And mom's garden will look great. Yeah. <laughs> great tomatoes. Exactly. <laughs> that is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric says that Daryl isn't allowed to see the bride before the wedding, confirming that this is indeed a Bride of Frankenstein scenario. <sighs> Daryl does take off Cordelia's, Cordelia's blindfold and she screams, as you do in that situation. <laughs> Eric taunts her, saying she can scream all she wants, but nobody can hear her. So she does. <laughs> <laughs> Until he threatens to hit her. And man, that is just the best scream, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that and <laughs> way into Angel, uh-huh. the series. She has the best she scream. She does. And then behind Eric in here, there's a, a yellow barrel that says salvage on it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's significant or not, but Parts, I thought it, it amused somebody, me. Somebody had to put it there. Yeah. I'd say it's significant. I, it amused me. So, yeah. It says salvage. Salvage the parts. Mm-hmm. The poor gal with the boobs. <sighs> so Daryl apologizes to Cordy for ignoring her affections when he was alive, and she this, realizes oh, that it's this him. This is what gets me. Like, everything else gets you. This is just... Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Because maybe it's because I've had the crush on the guy who dates everybody else and then suddenly, like, is a pariah for some reason, uh-huh. and they come back around to me. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Um, but yeah, no, you don't get to put somebody aside. And then once you're, like, a gross undead zombie thing, be like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you wanted to be with me. I didn't appreciate you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Plus, what the hell is he looking for? She's fucking gorgeous and yeah. brilliant. Yeah, but he needs to make her like him exactly. for her to be with him. She, he this... needs he needs to drag her down to mm-hmm. his level. Yeah. Hmm. Which is hmm. Yeah. And here Buffy, we go. Look out for that, girlfriend. That yeah. is coming. That is <laughs> in a while. Coming. In a while. It's not Angel. Yeah, it's not Angel. <laughs> but Buffy, we do have this element with Buffy where she needs to match up with her mates. That's why Riley doesn't work. That's why Parker doesn't work. That's why um, Never Kill a Boy. And, What's his morbid? Owen. Owen. God, Owen. That's why (laughs) Owen doesn't work, because they're not like her. She's different now. Right. And so we have Spike and Angel acting as the Bride of Frankenstein, essentially, (laughs) um, in both of these scenarios, especially because they both happen after she's died. Right. These are the two real relationships she gets to have. Riley doesn't. I don't. Oh no, no, no. He's he, not real. He, he he does he does this. This is the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Riley yeah. does this. He takes he does. a beautiful woman who is very smart and knows where she's going and drags her down to his level. Yes, and then pretends that he had to go down to her level. Right. It is gaslighting and it's terrible, and we will complain about it a lot more in the future because <laughs> Riley's coming up, y'all. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that this is one of those. Either you have to have something in common, or the person trying to control you has to make you have something in common. Right. And it's gross. But don't worry. He'll be on fire soon. Yay! <laughs> so Eric interrupts this moment of whatever it is, um, of course, to, to, to taunt Cordy some more about how he's going to cut off her head. And then he shows her the body, and she screams again because, I mean, those boobs are <laughs> so frightening. She's like, how the hell... Am I good? Siri, I can't even deal with those boobs. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's got plenty. She's got great boobs. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, I mean, she has, you know, breasts that are the correct size for her body. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guys. fuckers. No, but he's got to make it I, I mean, happily, I know, I like know a ton of guys who are not like this. I work with a ton of guys and none of them are like this mm-hmm. because they're still alive. <laughs> yeah. uh, sort I, of. I've almost managed funny. to find one and be with him for 16 years. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And, yeah. and he can objectify with the best of them, but he doesn't need to do this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, 
can objectify with the best of them too. I yeah. just talked about Cordelia, like Cordelia and Christopher Carpenter for how long about how great her body true. is. Yeah, and I, I just kind of say, huh? <laughs> I mean, I could talk about it, but yeah. on a, you're a girl, uh, you know what girls are. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I know. What but I mean, I, I can't objectify, hmm. but I want something inside the skull that works great too. Yeah. <laughs> because everything else goes away eventually, right? Unless you're an undead freak. Well, well trust me, I am forty. Shit's starting to sag. <laughs> <laughs> there's this force going back to those physics classes gravity. I talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. mucho gravity. Force that not pulls a fan. down. Yeah, I'm not a fan Neither. of the gravity right now. <sighs> so, Neither. back to the yeah, back to the subject. Sh- of back man. to the show. <laughs> Buffy has found Cordelia's wayward pom-poms, and Chris actually balks at telling her where they've taken Cordy. Whatever, you fucking dick. Buffy points out this is a murder scenario involving a real person, and how you can't just give and take vibes like that. It's not your job. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting phrasing. Not only is it super Prometheus, but does Buffy see that as her job, or is she saying it is not my job either? I'm not I, sure. Yeah, this is a tough one for me, too, because she gets to play God in her realm. With vampires. I mean, yeah. vampires are sentient beings, and mm-hmm. she gets to kill them with abandon. Oh, yeah. She gets to torture them. She gets to, you know, beat them into crunchy pulp, you know. Mm-hmm. And she can do it with demons, but humans, mm-hmm. we draw a line. Um, so there's something about the insouled, I guess, is what we is kind of what we come to eventually. Right. When something has a soul, you can't get well, rid of it. Because we know when she was going to go kill Angel, uh, what, who was insouled, she had the black leather pants of evil. Yes. So we knew that she was doing wrong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things that are insouled, you don't get to make a decision So may- maybe for. that's it. Maybe she's speaking from experience of the experience of, I am someone who has to draw the line. Mm-hmm. And I can't, even I can't kill humans with abandon. Yeah, well, she doesn't get to take that power from the gods, the powers that be. Right. There is a something else out there that dictates these soulful lives, these uh, human lives, if you will. And she doesn't get to be there. Right. It's demon fighting demon, you know, or souls fighting unsold. Um, but yeah, even she, with all of her power, doesn't get to dictate who lives and who dies. And this is where we get into that Prometheus thing, mm-hmm. where he is taking fire from the gods and giving yes. it to man. The fire belongs to the gods. Yep. <laughs> the gods don't like it when you take yeah. the fire. <laughs> and uh, if you're not careful, you're going to have your liver eaten every day by an <laughs> eagle. Seriously. You're it's not smoke right up your ass by Zeus. Yes. <laughs> and you don't want to get on Zeus's bad side. <laughs> Woo! He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Finally, Chris tells her they're in ye old science lab. <laughs> Buffy sends him to get Willow and Xander and then takes off to save Cordelia, you know, again. <laughs> <laughs> so Daryl explains to Cordelia, or more specifically, he explains the stitched together body parts that he has to turn her into monster like him. Because when you're finished, you, when you won't go out, you won't run away, but we can hide together. That's just so fucked up. I can't even. I can't yeah. even. It makes me squirm every time. Ugh. But it's so it's so pitch perfect for exactly how this thinking works. It is. It is. Yeah. It's so gross. And that's what he's done to his mother, too. Oh, good he point. He has torn her up inside so much she doesn't go out. Good he's even done point. it to his brother. Yeah. So his his siblings, if you will, are all twisted and torn up and hiding. Good point. Even Eric's hiding behind a camera. He's hiding behind things. He should hide more. He should hide more. Yeah. He's he the should, one that should hide. He should hide because I'm coming for him. <laughs> yeah. But no, every, everything that Daryl touches, he does this to. Yeah. Because he's a monster. Yeah. 
came back wrong. And that's why the dead should stay dead. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back wrong, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Eric is just about to begin cutting off Cordelia's head when Buffy, in the perfect hero moment, kicks open the door to rescue her. And honestly, straight or not, I think if Cordy hadn't been tied up, she would have jumped right into Buffy's arms at that point. <laughs> she is so relieved. She's like, yeah. Buffy, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> She has never been so happy to see anybody in her life. Seriously. She's a Buffy. Uh, Eric decides to throw a knife at the Slayer. (laughs) But Buffy, of course, catches it easily. And he literally runs off and hides in the back of the lab. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah, that's what you do with a girl who's up and around. You're going to kick your ass, you bitch. Yeah. Someone's finally in power and you're going to run away. Yeah. This isn't the first or the last time we see this in Buffy. Oh, no. No. (laughs) It is not. Face to face with the Slayer, your life changes and you pee yourself. Mm -hmm. I bet he pooped, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I bet he pooped all over himself. (laughs) So uh, Daryl, though, picks up a medical saw and gets ready to hack Cordy's head off. And I'm not sure what the next step was in his plan, since he's obviously not capable of attaching the head correctly. I mean, Eric wasn't either. But Daryl is really, really, really not capable yeah, of that. His fingers don't even work. He can't right. like, touch the side of Cordy's face without like backhanding <laughs> right. it. Yeah. And Buffy is so over these guys, and she knocks us out of his hand. <laughs> they have a very entertaining fight throughout, I have to say. You can tell Buffy's got the technical edge, but he's very strong and very determined. Amazing work by the stunt people, mm-hmm. getting those personalities into the work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way he moves, he seems like an undead thing an, an undead football player is what yeah. he seems like he's yeah, just all totally. tackles he's and just all strength. tackles yeah and she's finesse and uh and oh oh and what is what is uh what is the name of that kick that she does where like the hand the foot comes down like a oh, hammer axe kick love it yeah i love that yeah that's the axe was, kick is great yeah, i love it yeah just that's crushing. the one you use to like break shit yeah, yeah. it's a crushing <laughs> crushing kick. yeah i mean yeah sarah michelle geller's stunt woman is incredible oh yeah but uh, both of them all, all of them mm-hmm. uh so daryl declares that he won't live alone he pushes the gurney aside and spills gasoline over the, all over the floor. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Eric tries to run off, but Daryl tosses him into some barrels head first. And guess what? We never hear from Eric again. And we never hear about Eric again. And that's the only thing that really bothers me about this episode, that he doesn't face any kind of justice, despite being the worst of the three by far. So I'm saying that he's dead now. <laughs> he got thrown into those barrels too hard, and now he's dead. So let it be written. So let it be done. You heard it here first, gentle listeners. Eric. So mote it be. <laughs> Eric, the stupid, cowardly, sick little fuck is dead. And yes, yes, I realize that there's a live person in the background of the last few scenes who is him, but I don't care. Yeah, and he's he saved by totally Giles and the Scoobies dead. and all that. But yeah, I, yeah he's dead. If he, my... if he survived, if he survived the blow to the head, which he did not, <laughs> he was eaten by vampires in the next episode yep. because Drew is in town and she's going to eat that little bitch <laughs> in the next episode. Yes. What will your mummy sing when they find you? He'd be like, "Oh, you're pretty," and she's just jaguar out. Well, I'd like to think, you know, because you know, Spike goes out and gets her little treats, and then they hang up, and she tortures them for Mm -hmm. a while, and then eats them. Um, I like to think it's like that. Oh, he get tortured for days. Yeah, because she would recognize him for being the sick fucker that he is. Yeah, because he'd be like trying to take her picture and look at her boobs. Yeah. And uh, and then Spike would get in and out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I like I love that fate. Just yeah. Drew, just Drew. Okay, all Drew taking out everything Angelus did to her on this little six of fuck with. Okay. Oof, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Gentle listeners, we need fanfic. Yes, it's snuff fanfic. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> with, make sure Miss Edith is in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Miss Edith needs to 
needs to be blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks out of turn and will have no cakes No today. cakes. <laughs> but lots of the great looking Eric the sick little fuck getting what comes to him. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I digress into murder land. Uh, Daryl comes after Buffy again and their fighting causes the Bunsen burner to fall over and ignite the gas. Xander shows up and Buffy tells him to get Cordelia out of there. Cordy's a helper, shouting that he should get her out of there right now. <laughs> Giles and Willow, and we assume Jenny all show up, and Xander for- decides to forget about freeing Cordy and hops in the gurney with her, and they wheel through the flames to safety. Yay! Yay which is great, because Alex hasn't seen this in a while, my boyfriend, and he was like, just wheel her out, just get on the gurney and wheel her out, and, and then, then the he finally second, did, it's like, yay! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daryl gets a hold of Buffy's leg and flips her on the ground where she is stunned. He's about to smash her with the desk, which will do some damage, but slayers are notoriously hard to kill if you don't know what you're doing, and... <laughs> As we mentioned a few minutes ago, speaking of experts in Slayer killing, let me just say right here that on that note, we are so fucking excited for the next episode. We can't even stand it. Yes. (laughs) But Chris is able to get Daryl to stop. Uh, Daryl sees the body of his whatever starting to catch flame and tosses the desk (laughs) aside, moving. Oh, the Um, bodies. Bodies. Yes. Yes. Running over to it with shouts of, she's mine, in the movie, of course, as Snard mentioned, Bride of Frankenstein, the monster and his reluctant bride are killed in a giant explosion in the lab, so that fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he starts, so in this time, this time it's accidental. Yeah, in the movie, it's he on does purpose. start it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buffy stops Chris from chasing Daryl into the flames. Daryl is screaming about, no, we'll be together always, no, mine. That's just weird. Ugh. I mean, that's not a person at all. No. Whatever. It's an idea. Right. It's, it's that unattainable idea. Right. Without a head. Well. No head. Not even, I mean. Stuffing. I right. don't know. Yeah, it's stuffing in the yeah. gizzard or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, So, um, yeah. whatever. Uh, happily, to me, the flames engulf them both. Outside, the fire department and various emergency vehicles have arrived. Chris tells Buffy that when Daryl first woke up from being dead, he told Chris that he shouldn't have brought him back. Make a note, Buffy. This will be important to you later, and not not that you'll have any say in the matter. Yeah. Chris explains that he was just trying to take care of his brother the way his brother always took care of him. Angel arrives and says he saw the flames and figured that they had somewhere he'd find Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Angel. <laughs> he also kind of gives Buffy and Chris a suspicious look, and this might be where Angel realized his jealousy was ridiculous and decided to come clean about it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I, oh, wait, what am I, what am I doing? I'm like 200 something years old. Yeah. Giles hands Jenny a cup of coffee. She mentions that she's concerned that their first date will outshine the, the, their second. Uh, and, and he delightedly catches on that this means they'll have a second date. So cute. You're so cute. <laughs> and then Xander is complaining to Willow, who has a thing for him <laughs> and would love to date him that he can't get a date. Everyone else is paired off. But they're just alone. Just the two of them. Oi! Cordelia <laughs> offers another of her very, very sincere thank yous, but Xander is completely rude and chastises her for interrupting his complaints about not having a girlfriend. Then, naturally, he still can't figure out why he's single. <laughs> oh, oh, Xander! <laughs> Cordelia does have an absolutely spectacular reaction to his brush off, though. It's worth it just for that. <laughs> and Willow is just as oblivious as Xander is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know why you can't get a date. <laughs> <laughs> because these two alone. Are the stupidest stupids. Oh, uh, yeah. They don't work. Like, they have the, the heart and the spirit. <laughs> Bad combo. 
bad you need, combo. You need a brain in there. You need like a, yeah. the, the hand with the Buffy. The, I yeah, mean, you, you need, need something, something to, yeah. else. <laughs> Otherwise, Buffy, they just float. Yeah, you need Buffy or Giles <laughs> yeah. there to keep those two <laughs> centered because, wow. <laughs> yeah. And when they're paired off and in relationships, that works too. It does. But when the two of them don't have, I think that's why Willow has such a crush on Xander and Xander's like off in, the, in oblivion because it's like, yay, we could be together. And he's <laughs> like, I don't know what. And <laughs> where are you? Where are you? Yay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tree bad or tree pretty, fire bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fire beer. bad, tree pretty. I thought beer was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the cemetery, Angel and Buffy are actually having a rational, calm discussion. Well, so good for them. Her analogy, dead self, the yep. thing that rode along with her, has gone. Yep. She's resolved yep. that stuff. The worst case scenario possible for her has been resolved. Absolutely. Uh, her metaphor is complete. They can let it go. She, she can get over the fact that she's dead and came back to life and is okay. She she's not like Daryl. <laughs> she can learn and take a step. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yep. uh, she tells him that love, in this case, Chris's love for his brother, makes people do the wacky. And Angel admits that he was jealous of Xander, but more just because he gets to be with Buffy all the time in the sunlight and stuff. That's what Angel is jealous of. That's adorable. And this and will play forward into Angel a couple times, and yeah, it hurts so really bad. really will. Oh. Buffy seems to agree. She offers to walk him home because she's still the guy in the relationship, <laughs> and they hold hands and stroll past Daryl's headstone. So, this episode... It says, rest in peace. Yes, <laughs> peace <laughs> says, ha-ha, you yeah. suck. <laughs> uh, so, this episode is, is, I mean, as we were saying, this mm-hmm. episode is usually considered a standalone, and, but as we discovered while, discovered while analyzing the first season, there is no such thing on Buffy. No, and like many of the hated episodes, it's, I mean, we're at 106 minutes right now of recording. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much is going to get edited out, but there's so much here. There's a ton. Like, we get all the Prometheus stuff, which we could have gone on about even more. Oh, yeah. Um, we get the allegorical death coming back wrong stuff. We, we've got relationships getting set up. Um, we have little tells about Giles's past and Angel's past being fed in. Um, yeah amazing it's good stuff yeah yeah so i mean so i mean basically the episode takes us for to from the beginning when buffy is still on the fence about, about the fence about dating angel and he's jealous in general to the end of the episode where they decided to try pursuing a relationship and, and we've talked about it a little bit but mm-hmm. we'll just break it down uh what got us from point a to point b so in general uh the basic idea behind buffy and the monster she fights is that buffy will be dealing with her specific problem uh on her way to adulthood the monster of the week or the big bad of the season will be a manifestation of that problem so buffy conquers it and takes another step towards who she's going to be and uh, daryl's story of wanting to be with anyone rather than be alone uh, uh, is part of it i think but not the whole thing uh buffy has expressed how lonely it is to be the one girl in all the world and she clearly wants a boyfriend but she isn't going to be with just anyone who comes along or not yet anyway <laughs> <laughs> she's still being picky which as she mm-hmm. should as she always should uh she wants to be with someone who she's compatible with and uh, as daryl did she wants to be with someone who doesn't see her as a freak with daryl it's manifested in wanting uh, what would have been basically an undead doll who would have hidden away with him because she was a freak too and with buffy angel does seem to be the logical choice they're both freaks and you know in their own way though prettier <laughs> yes much prettier <laughs> yeah yeah, interesting episode. It is. It's a really interesting episode, uh, just like all the other ones that yeah, we don't like, like, all of them. like. It's like, oh, there's a lot here. Yeah, no throwaway episodes in this show. No, definitely not. 
Mm-mm. Oh, this is a really telling one. And it's nice that we wrap up the whole death thing because previously I was always wondering like, well, what happened? She died and then she died and then she was bad. And then, right. um, and then what, you know, and, and then spike and that's uh, right. That's and, and this is, this is actually it. Uh huh. Yeah. This we're dealing where with the question of, did she come back wrong? Is she okay? And, and then uh, moving on. And not only does it contain resolution for that, but warnings for her for the future. And very oh, yeah. clear warnings. Sometimes very, very what's clear. dead should stay dead. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and even the brother bringing the, the younger brother bringing the older brother back. Mm-hmm. Because that's what. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I know. Man, but see, Dawn wasn't around right now. So she couldn't have gotten the uh, Cliff's Notes version. Plus, but Dawn's. But. The monks would have known about this because they read everybody's memories. Oh, that's right. They would have. Well, then Dawn's just dumb. (laughs) True. And I'm a little sister and I can say that. (laughs) You are harder on Dawn than I am. Look, because I was a little sister. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly why. I still understood. Like when you And I I am super duper hard on Buffy, especially in the relationship with Dawn. Mm -hmm. And on the Faith thing, because she should be a mentor to Faith, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm super duper hard on Buffy because I was the older sister. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can actually empathize with Buffy a lot more because <laughs> Dawn is a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get there. She is, but you just learn to be, you just yeah. learn to, you know, let well, it did, and, and, and we'll get there eventually, but it helped me to figure out that the authors or the writers actually intended on Dawn being more like 10 or 11, and then it took them a while to catch up to her actually being the age that Michelle Trachtenberg well, was. Well, I, I see that... Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm true. I'm going with our experiment that everything is, mm-hmm. you know, everything yeah. is written that way. Uh, I, I see it as, uh, yes, Dawn is technically a, an early teen, a tween, I guess, or a little yeah. bit older. Yeah, she's tween. What, 13, 14? I yeah, can't remember. So, well, um, she's, she's not in high school yet, so she's not okay. in high. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so I see it as, yes, technically Dawn is this age, but she's also brand new to being a human. That's true. So I kind of see that. Mm. I kind of see it that way. Okay. So well, in, in theory, she's this age, but in practice, she's right. that age. Kind of huh. like book smart versus street smart. It'll be interesting to see what we see when we get there. Because, yeah. yeah, she's always... I, I, I'm liking her more because I'm working on it, but I just... Oh, God. <laughs> she's almost as bad as Kennedy for me. <laughs> just, I'm going to have to work on it. <laughs> Shut up, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do we have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no, I the think surprising, we surprising yeah. episode. Yeah, this really surprising. <laughs> well, the, the Prometheus thing was really shocking mm-hmm. to me. Well, because um, I was thinking the whole time, it's like, no, it's Bride of Frankenstein. It's a little mm-hmm. different, but they've come I mean, they've got Prometheus but, and his brothers right in the show. Yeah, they totally do. Well, and now, of course, uh, coming soon to a special episode near mm-hmm. you, we're probably going to have to do a special episode for both. So one is, uh, we have a theory that all of the episodes <laughs> line up. Um, in order for each season, right? Themes like yes. themes throughout the season, mm-hmm. like season, yeah. like uh, season two, episode five is going to be very similar in theme to season three, episode five. That exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So we're working on that, and then we also are working on all of the mythological, especially Greek right now. Let's focus on Greece. Um. Yes, I think allegories. they have the most. <laughs> so yeah. we'll distill it down to that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll stick with with Greek for now, but all of the ways that different characters line up with greek myth um so example the, the one we absolutely know <laughs> i want to say it yeah <laughs> uh faith is uh is uh, heracles slash hercules yes 
she Wait, totally we're pretty is. freaking sure. Yeah, we're almost <laughs> positive, which makes um, Perseus Buffy. We think so. Pretty sure. We're thinking so. Yeah. We've got that. We think we've got the faith thing. Because the Slayers have to be heroes. They can't be gods. Right. Um, but everybody else can be gods. Right. Or Titans. Right. Because we just had Titans. Right. Except for, except for um, Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got to figure out who Kendra is. We'll get there. Yeah, we will. She could be a Desius. She's like, hi, bye. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Buffy could also be Achilles, perhaps. Um, yeah, but we're, 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 we're. Yeah, we're working on it. Faith it's is like perfect Hercules. Yeah, uh, Hercules. she definitely is. I still think that Xander is a per- perfect Hephaestus. Yeah. Um. So we're working on all of them. This is a brand new three hour old theory. <laughs> that we're coming up on but it's looking pretty sweet yeah everybody's but everybody's, everybody's got question marks by their their stuff yeah, except totally. we're pretty sure on the faith thing yeah i'm i'm sold on the including faith. a descent into the underworld mm-hmm. yeah. well the that's <laughs> enough to anchor me in this idea that and the fact that we have um you know the the four titans yes in this episode is enough to anchor me enough in the idea to go ahead and just dive in as if it's going to happen right um so we're going to have a special episode coming up probably in a week or two Maybe more. Maybe there's more. A lot of, there's a yeah. lot of gods, man. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to pick through. It's true. Yeah. Well, we, we could, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just something to look forward to. We'll probably drop in a few things here and there when we find them out. Because mm-hmm. I don't like to keep it down. I like to, I like to bring it up. It's so much fun. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we're smart and stuff. <laughs> We'd be smart and all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing um, my glasses right now. Yes. I took mine off because I kept hitting the mic stand. <laughs> it's a hazard. I really suck at wearing glasses. So I keep, uh, my, I keep yes. mine lower. Yeah. And speaking of glasses, mm. should we talk about our favorite glasses place in town? I thought we already did. Well, yeah, but we could do it again. Oh, right. Imagize downtown. Yeah. Public City. <laughs> <laughs> Imagize downtown Public City. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. They have some beautiful designer frames. They have lenses like your lenses are thin. Yo. I, I have the worst eyes uh, ever. <laughs> and the, my lenses are really thin. The ones I got from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're quite fantastic. Yeah, they're actually thinner than mine and I'm only 20, 30. That's right. So yeah, they are really, really impressive. The next time I go get glasses, I'm definitely going to go see them. <laughs> um, so make sure that you go visit them. And, and a warning, they are a little expensive, but worth every yeah, penny. They're absolutely worth it. Um, you know, it's worth it to spend money on things that help your life be better. Absolutely. And you're going to be wearing something all up on your face all the time. If you wear makeup, if you get your eyebrows waxed, if you do mascara, if you're doing any of these things, you want something on your face that you like that accentuates your features and goes with your outfits and all that stuff. So go see them and they'll become a little more affordable. If you mention the Diogenes club, podcast. (laughs) so they're going to hook you up with a little bit of a discount there. Anyway, that's our little plug for our friends down there. Hi, guys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got today. Yeah. Uh, this is, after all, the Diogenes Club podcast where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>